this today, and I'm still gonna do it poorly. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. It's the Fuck Hong Kill podcast. It's a horror podcast. We talk about scary films. Yes. Very scary. Frightening. My name is Abby. And I am Machi. And we're hungover. We are hungover from a party that we were at yesterday. Yes, we're... I have another party today and Abby refuses to go. I want all of you to know. I have so much to do. What do you have to do? I have to pack. Yes. For Christmas. Do you know that in the timeline of the podcast, you already were in... No, wait. Are you already in... in? No, I'm in America right now. Yes, you're in America right now. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned that. No, we'll mention that later in the future. Okay. Time is relevant. Time is uh, fake. This is... uh, Is this going to be... It's either going to be at the end of the year, but probably you're listening to this episode in 2020. It's probably the new year for you. Mm, Maybe. I would say probably it is, unless we put it out like right before. But uh, if not, then uh, happy new year to you, listener. Happy New Year, pals. Hope you had a good Christmas. Fans. Um, Enemies. Anybody else on the other line? I don't know who else can be listening. Your dog. My dogs, maybe. Yeah, I hope Charlie is listening. He's always listening. He's Mm. omnipresent. I love that boy. So, um, do we want to talk about 2019? How was 2019 for you? It was pretty good. You liked 2019? Yeah, it was a good time. Um... It was busy. I feel like I did a lot. But yeah. I also feel like I didn't do a lot at all. You know? No other way. No. Yeah, you know? Can you elaborate, please? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like a lot happened, but also... Hmm. I didn't do very much. Okay. How was 2019 for you, Mache? We started the podcast, and that was... I think we had a very busy time over the last, like, you know, month or so. Mm-hmm. Have we been doing this for more than a month? Yeah, I guess we were. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. That time passed quickly for me. It did. The past, like, two months have gone very fast. Yeah, that's true. That's because we kept busy mm-hmm. for this. That's good. Now I think next week's going to drag. You think so? Oh, yeah, because you're nothing on to your do. way. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I could I could use a little bit of... Rest. Yeah. Same. A little bit of lying around, have, you know? I'm meeting my friends on Tuesday. And that's, like, I think my last... Your friends? Yeah. I know. Who's I've got that? Some. I'm meeting Quiva and Connor. Connor's moving to New York. Is Connor... No, I don't know Connor. Who did we meet in the cinema that one time? That was Isaac and Finton. Oh, yeah. I like Finton's those guys. Finton's boyfriend. I hope you guys are listening to this. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Isaac not. Isaac just released a song. Oh, he did? Yeah, I haven't oh, listened to it yet. But... Great. Uh, what's the name of the song and what's uh, his artist name? Well, his artist name is Isaac Jones. Isaac Jones, that's yes. him. And the song is named Still. Great. Listen to it. It's got a really cool looking music video. Oh, nice. I have not had the chance to watch nor listen because he does have a song called Listen, though. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yes. Because you have to listen. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great song. Um, Cool. Yeah. Anyways, we endorse it. And although we haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, My 2019 was pretty great. I think that was a very good year for me. Um... Work-wise, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I generally, I think I had a good time most of the time. Except for, like, one personal mishap, which is 
not that bad, really, considering my previous years. <laughs> I'll take one, <laughs> Just one bad situation one that I was sad about, but I think I handled it well anyway, so, you know, it's a good thing. That is good. Um, yeah, we'll see how 2020 pans out. It's a whole new decade. Mm. That is true. Well, what do you want to do in 2020? What's your big thing? Um, sweet. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I want to do more things for myself. Okay, that's um, good. Yeah, do more uh, fulfilling things. Yeah. Do something new in work, which should be Hopefully, fulfilling. Hopefully, yeah. That'd be nice, yeah. Yes. Um, get promoted, maybe. That'd be good. Deserve it. Yeah. About time. Marcus. <laughs> I put in a scary sound effect or something. <laughs> I don't know. What does that sound? Zazu. Um, okay, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I want to travel. I want to go on a sun holiday. Oh, nice. What is that sound? It's really annoying me. Yeah, I don't know. That's ghosts. Water. Maybe. House creaking. It's the house It's the house creaking, yeah. It's just Sorry, creaking. guys. Boogie house. It's um, still haunted from the time we recorded The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. We do have a ghost in our sitting room. Satan did Place not leave the, the premises. Not. Satan, you get out of here. Hopefully he doesn't like Rosemary Baby you or or Megan. Someone asked me what was that? When oh, that, that was a great. <laughs> bit. Oh, what was that? Yeah, what what's some I James asked me. Yeah, I also asked you. He said, "Abby, would you rather um, fuck Bill Hader or Paul Rudd?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know. That's a Rosemary's baby." <laughs> <laughs> well, you meant I Sophie's meant choice. Sophie's choice, yes. Which is. Really, I don't know how that happens in your brain. Um, I don't know how anything happens in my brain, to be honest. I, I think the only way you can use the expression, that's a Rosemary's baby, is if you see Satan. Yeah, probably. Look in the mirror, that's a Rosemary's baby. If, if, you get, if you see a baby, or like, you know, your friends have a baby, or you have a baby, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, you're just like Rosemary's baby. If your name is Rosemary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that probably how it would work. Great bits, though. <laughs> hopefully, uh, yeah, we, we maybe we'll continue doing this. Hopefully. No, I mean, we will. this is the last episode. Oh, this is the last? No, it's definitely not the last episode. Oh, we it's the last one we record. It's cancelled now. We, we're recording we got cancelled. We're recording another one on Monday. Is that when we're recording it? Yeah. Okay. It's in your calendar. I don't... You don't care. You don't care about calendar. anything. I don't care you. Oh, don't nobody care Nobody care me. Nobody care Everybody me. care you. Mache is the most popular person in our office. It's not true. Yeah, it is. It is not If true. anyone disagrees, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, people like me in the office. That's true. I don't know why. You know, me either. I say so many terrible things. All of the time. All of the time. Most of the things you say are terrible. I know. And I uh, feel bad for it. Yeah. It's fair. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> should we talk about films? No. That's what the podcast is about, right? podcast is about films mm. i'm actually kind of happy that i'm hungover because i feel like i should be feeling a little bit of pain while we talk about this film <laughs> i think it's appropriate for the film that we're going to talk it? about yeah okay it's gonna be nothing but sadness today <laughs> we're quite i don't when sadness. i'm hungover i think yeah. i'm just tired yeah that's yeah. i don't have a headache i've never i've the one bad hangover i had i think i was spiked so oh yeah 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 you told me about this yeah. one yeah you want to you tell that story? No. Okay. 
Yeah, but you were like throwing up. I was just throwing up. I was throwing up pretty much the whole night. I lost like a chunk of the night. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and then I sent a Snapchat to say, just spent the past three hours vomiting, but the bitch is back. (laughs) And I was like, I can't put it on my story because my mom will see. This is back when Snapchat was still like something I used. And I was like, I can't put it on my story because my mom will see. Mm. So, and I don't want to worry her. So I'll just send it to people. And then I sent it directly to my mom. <laughs> that is very With funny. the story, it was like by chance she might see it, but I literally just sent it Just sent it to her, yeah. yeah. And I was she in a, knows. Yeah, and I was in a different country and everything. Oh my God. So, yeah. Was she, was she stressed out? She was just like, oh my God, I hope you're okay. Oh, that's very my nice. My mommy's very good. Yeah, your, your mom She's is the best. amazing. I we both her. have very nice moms. We do. Uh, I'm very grateful Yeah. for my mom. Cash, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you never met my mom. I, I met your mom, but you didn't meet my mom. Uh, I'm sure you will at some point. Was that a segue into the movie talk? No, that was me. Um, that was the theme song to How I Met Your Mother. I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. I don't like that show. Um, I liked it until the finale. The finale's awful. Yeah, no good. The finale ruined the whole show. Neil Patrick Harris is a guy who like fucks everybody there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is I kind of get it. He's handsome. Mm. Did you see Gone Girl? No. He's so good in Gone Girl. Mm. He's in Gone Girl. Yeah. Well, that's wild. Pretty good. Mm. Abby, what 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 film did we talk about today? Well, let me refer to these notes. We watched Better Watch Out. It's a film which premiered in 2016. It did. It's directed by Chris Peckover. Yes. And the story is by Zach Khan. Yes, it's uh. Uh, Chris directed a documentary before, oh. from what I see here, but this is his first, or maybe it's not a documentary film, but it's about, I don't know. No, it's it's not a documentary, maybe, maybe it is, I don't know, whatever. Uh, he made one film before, Better Watch Out, Better Watch Out is like, I guess his first bigger studio picture, it's a studio picture, Universal bought it, oh. which is pretty interesting. It's Australian-American. Uh, yeah, Australians so put like, money into this. The cast is a mixture of Australian and American. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But they all speak in American accents, right? They, yeah, they do. Yeah. It's, it's set in America. It's set in America. But um, there's a mixture, which is, I think, becoming like more and more of a thing. Mm. Where you have um, Australians just playing Americans. Okay. I don't know. I s- movies like being Australian-American. Yeah. I saw an Australian film... Uh, but everybody was playing Australians pretty much with Lupita doing an American accent because she arrived in Australia. Uh, it was called uh, Lupita Nyong'o and the film is called Little Monsters and it's pretty good. Oh Quite yeah, that's it. the one, the zombie film. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, it's a good film. I would recommend it. Josh Gad is also in it. He's Olaf? Uh, yeah. Wild. Uh, he's pretty funny in it. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good time. It's a okay. good time. I would recommend that film. But we're not talking about that film. It sounds like it's like that movie Cooties, but good. Yeah, I, I, I always... The, the movie's called Cooties, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a film yeah. called Cooties with Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah, I uh, haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, everybody said it's not that good. So It's not. I, I started watching it and it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, you did not like it. Okay. Which is... I like, uh, you know, I like what Elijah is doing. He's starring in a lot of really cool films, like weird, independent, horror stuff. Lots of mm-hmm. genre stuff because he loves horror himself. And uh, I, I've seen him in a film called uh, Come to Daddy this year, and it was great. And his performance is wonderful. Also, Michael Smiley's in this film. Oh, my God, I love, love Michael Smiley. Who's that guy? He's, he's like, in all, uh, all of the Ben Wheatley films. Have you ever seen, like, uh, Kill List or... No. Uh, What's his name? Michael Smiley? Yeah, Michael Smiley. Because the name's kind of familiar. Yeah, he kind of pops up in weird Michael stuff. Smiley. He's Northern Irish, apparently. Uh, yes. 
he is oh, yeah, he's yeah, a I character actor him. pretty much he's and in spaced which is a tv show oh, he's in rogue one. Oh shit oh he's in so many things that he didn't even know oh he's in the world's end i've seen that he's in Shaun of the dead i don't remember that makes that. sense he's in the, lo- the lobster apparently wow this dude does a lot well i i mostly know him like i remember him from um from ben wheatley films just because he's usually like the character that stands out in yeah. those and in come to daddy he's another one of those like it's a great comedic performance he's very funny in it it's uh yeah it's a good film. I recommend Come to Daddy. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of like best films of 2019 in terms of horror. I'd put that there. I really like that. Uh, I really like Midsummer. Ready or Not. Ready or Not was great. Um, those were the ones that were jumping out to me. I feel like I haven't seen many of this year. I yeah. don't really see horror films in the cinema. Why? Um, unless it's with you. I don't know anyone else who wants to see horror films with me. Yeah, I usually go alone. Yeah. Uh, I go to the cinema alone by by myself all the time because I'm lonely. Mm, I often... You uh, go with me sometimes. Yeah, I often... Out of pity. Yeah. I often go home and sleep. I've seen a couple of horror films on Netflix. What'd you see? I consume most of my um, movies on Netflix, to be yes. honest. Um, I saw The Silence. Oh, yeah. That um, was this year? Yeah, I guess Yeah, it was. I believe so. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I can remember. Uh, oh, actually, I have a couple of... Like, I've watched a lot of films on Netflix that weren't released this year. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I watched one... I think Cam was last year, right? Yeah, Cam counts as last year. Lesbian Murder Canada. I watched... I'm trying to find a film, but I've just gotten loads of very sad news articles. Film. What I watched What Keeps You Alive. Mm-hmm. It was a Canadian thriller. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Okay. Um, it was about lesbians. What? Murderous lesbians. No. It was pretty good. It, I mm. think that was made last year, released cool. last year. All right. That was on Netflix. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cool. That's good. Uh, I watched a couple of things. I just looked at my list on Letterboxd, and some stuff from this year that I think is interesting was uh, Us, the new John Peel film. I, oh, I, I still I haven't seen that. I really want to. Yeah, we might do an episode on this in the future sometime. For sure. Uh, it's a great one. Uh, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed a weird Scandinavian film. I don't remember where from exactly. It was called Coco Di Coco Da. Ooh. It's a weird artsy thing that I watched at a film festival. And it's uh, it's very weird. But it's got like elements of slasher films and Ooh. a little bit of animation. Oh, fun. It's very trippy, trippy and weird. Um, yes, so this, uh, I saw a film called Bliss, which I enjoyed quite a bit, uh, I saw that on the Horton here in Dublin, great film. We're not in Dublin right now, we're in Wicklow. Uh, yeah, sorry, we're, 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 we're not there. Put some respect on Wicklow's name. This is where Jesus was killed. Jesus was crucified in, yeah. in Wicklow, yes, yeah. correct. Okay. And, uh, I, I don't know, I don't remember when In Fabric came out, I think this was this year, but the new Peter Strickland film, In Fabric, is... Pretty good, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. My brain thinks that that was out last year, but I think that's just that this Maybe, year was really long. I don't long. know. Yeah, it's the end of this year, so might have been earlier this year. Anyways, In Fabric is good. You should check it out. It's the worst Peter Strickland film, but it doesn't really matter much because everything that guy does is great. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that, that was my year in horror films, I guess. Yeah, Little Monsters was fine. The Lodge was pretty okay. Uh, lots of stuff that was, I guess, fine, but yeah. uh, Lighthouse. Oh, the lighthouse was great, but like it's gonna come out for real next year, and I, I hope maybe we can do uh, an episode on it as well. And uh, you haven't seen any Ari Aster films, so 
might hmm. think about that. I hope the there's a director's cut of Midsummer that came out. That, I really want to see Midsummer. Yeah, so Midsummer came out and it's like a nearly it's like two and a half hours, nearly three hours long. But Ari, uh, the director Ari Aster, he um, he released the director's cut like a few months after the film release, which is like three hours. Oh I'm very God. excited to see that one. Ooh. Cause uh, I think I think this film could really benefit from some more like bits and pieces. So hopefully. Hopefully this is gonna be available somewhere. Exciting. So that was 2019. For me. <laughs> that was it. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> blah, 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 rewind. That was a sound effect I did. Did you like it? It was great. Better watch out. Better watch out. Uh, it comes out in 2016. Uh, Chris Backover film. I saw it. Uh, the first time I saw it was at the Horatown as well. Oh, last year. Uh, year before? Mm, yeah, I think that was two years ago. That would make sense, right? Somewhere at that time. This two was years released... ago, it was 2017. So yeah, that's yeah. when I got a, like, a wide release. Yeah, I think that's it. Because it was released in cinemas here. Actually, it had a, a release at uh, Christmas, obviously. And uh, it didn't do very well or anything. Nobody saw it. But it, it you could see it at a cinema here in Dublin, which okay. is great. But I saw it on the Horton as the surprise film. Ooh, this was the surprise film that year. Fun. Uh, which was great. I love the surprise films usually on Horton. So yeah, the way it works is just there's always a surprise film book uh, uh, segment on the Horton, and you don't know what film that is. You just know it's probably a horror film and something that's hasn't been released yet. I would hope it's a horror film. Yes, Horton. Well, last year it wasn't because it was Assassination Nation, which is hardly a horror film, really. Oh, I want to see that. It's kind of an exploitation film. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I want to uh, see that. We can talk about it. It's actually quite similar to Butter Watch Out in a lot of its themes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that year it was Better Watch Out. And I, I always love the surprise films because they usually pick out something like this, which is weird or a little bit off, you know, or mm. something's different about it. Except this year, where they showed a film that kind of sucked. I don't even remember what the name of it was. Oh. Um, whatever. So yeah, that I saw this as the surprise film that year. Very excited. Started off, didn't know what to expect. Uh... Because this film has a good half an hour where it doesn't really explain to you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I start getting to the point. I remember when I first watched it. Because I saw this is my third time watching this film. Mm-hmm. I then saw it for the second time when it released widely. Just to support it. And uh, yeah, this was my first time, third time watching it. And the first time I watched it, I remember getting a little bit impatient. And being like, I don't know if I'm into this. Like within the first half an hour. But yeah, that was my experience with it. How... Did Better Watch Out find you? I loved it. You loved it? Oh, I'm it so happy great. you did. Yeah, Mache prepared me and was like, don't look up anything about this film. Yeah. Don't read about it at all. Yes. He kept saying it and I was like, okay, I won't. And I'm really glad that you um, beat that into me. Yes, and if you're listening and you're in any way interested in a Christmas horror film that plays with some slasher stuff, uh, some slasher tropes and some home invasion stuff and... It's kind uh, of like Scream. Yeah stuff like that if you're interested in any way just watch it uh, before listening to this yeah pause pause go go watch it we did that bit already where we wait for you yeah, to we watch wait. it we're so not, not gonna, gonna do, do that again, again. No. but um yeah don't... i mean you haven't heard it yet because it's in the future episode but still yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah go watch it you'll be disappointed if you um decide to just listen for spoilers yeah a lot of this uh this is a film of a twist but the twists and this is... I, I'm usually not a fan of twists. I know you like twists I a lot. I love twists. Yeah, you love a twist. <laughs> Were you a fan of the Pepsi twist? 
Yes, I love Pepsi Twist. I, I like the Pepsi Twist Very a lot. Very tasty. We uh, just do that now at home. We squeeze some lemon into Pepsi. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's logical that they do it. it but uh, in films, I'm you know I'm not that into the twisty stuff, unless it's done the way they do it here, which is the twist is the whole theme of the film becomes a twist, yeah. like because the film flips itself over in a way that um, I think says something about you watching the film (laughs) you know when the twist happens half an hour into this film it changes the way you should think about what you just watched yes exactly so i like that a lot so good so better watch out Mm -hmm. let's talk about the film i'm very happy you liked it because i was afraid you're not gonna like it no i loved it there are some it's actually a very divisive film really yes i uh, guess that kind of makes sense there's a lot of people on letterboxd uh that i'm following uh that written pretty scathing reviews of this and i'm happy you like it but uh, you know great let's discuss it because i'm a big fan of it and i really stood out like i stood up for it and i was talking about it a lot when it was the surprise film and i was like this is gonna be great it's gonna be good and then uh, nobody cared no. which was the same way with a film called the devil's candy which i saw as the surprise film the year oh. before that which i love even more than this the devil's candy is fucking wonderful is the surprise film always like a new film yes okay always a, uh, always a new film usually something that's you know will not be released for another few months or will never be released like the devil's candy which disappeared for years and then popped up on shutter oh when shutter bought it which is so weird because the devil's candy is a film by the guy who made the loved ones um the loved ones is an australian film great film as well that really popped everybody was like oh that's really cool it's like a like a torture porn subversion thing it's pretty great. We can talk about some uh, at one point. And then The Devil's Candy is his American film, uh, which is oh, it's so great. It's about heavy metal music, and it's about a painter, and it's oh, about... Oh, love that. Uh, yeah, it's about art and what it means to create, and, and all this kind of great stuff in a Ooh. horror kind of thing. And nobody was excited for it. Nobody liked it. So, like, nice. it's, it's a cheap film, and the effects are a little bit like, uh, but there's not a lot of them, and... I think it's a great film. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. So, but anyways, it was the same like with the devil's with the devil's candy. Like I thought, oh, this is gonna pop, and it didn't. Oh. And better watch out was the same. It just kind of disappeared. Sad. Yeah, I think Assassination Nation is like the biggest film. I guess that was a surprise film because Assassination Nation like actually like there was some discussion on that film. Mm. People know what it is. I know what it is because um, some like some of the actresses in it I like follow on Instagram and stuff. Uh, yeah, that girl, um... Yeah, well, Bella Thorne's in it, and yeah. Harry Neff is in it. Yeah. And then, uh, a couple of other people, um, is... Hmm. The, the transsexual uh, lady who's in it. That's What's Harry Neff. Oh, yeah, she is great, and she is so good in this, and, um, yeah, I think she really elevates this film to a, to a different level, because it's got, like, a few iconics, like, she's not in this that much. But, like, she is what I remember the most, I think, from Assassination Nation. Yeah, fair enough. Bill Skarsgård's in it. Yeah, he Joel is. Joel McHale's in it. Yeah. Anika Noni Rose is in it. It's a weird Maud Apatow's in it. We can talk about Assassination Nation sometime yeah. next year, maybe. Yeah. Maud Apatow's in it. She's Judd Apatow's yeah. daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's grown up now. I remember yeah. her from, like, uh, Knocked Up. Remember Knocked Up? No, I've never seen Knocked Up. Oh, that's a good... I like Knocked Up. I like this early Apatow stuff. Ooh. It aged weirdly, but I still quite like it. Interesting. I watched Superbad the other day. Still like Superbad. I've a lot. never seen Superbad. Never seen Superbad. No. I like it. Uh, 
This is not a podcast about Ap- Judd Apatow. Although we, we can make one. No. <laughs> I'll do a Leslie Mann um, podcast. Okay. She's in a lot of them. Obviously. But no, I just want to just wanna watch George of the Jungle. Oh, gotcha. Or George and the Tree. George from the Tree. George from the Tree. That's what it is in Polish. It, it's like... Except it's in Polish. It's like... If, if you translate the title, it's like George straight from the tree. Mm. It's very weird because it's like... Well, it's kind of hard to explain. It doesn't really mean anything in Pol- Polish either, but it's like George straight from the tree. It's just like he's like right there going on the vine or whatever, just jumping out <laughs> from the tree. Whatever. Uh, George, George. George oh, from fridge. the jungle. Watch out for the tree. Watch out for the tree. I love that movie. It's a, uh, it's so I haven't good. seen it in a while, so I'm not going to give an opinion, actually. Oh, it's great. I, I used to love that film. Though. Love it. Yeah. I love that film back in the day. Excellent. Better watch out. Jesus, anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a Christmas film. Yeah, it I starts guess. in the classic Christmassy way. It has like a choir, it's got snow. This, you know, I, I wrote this down. At the start, it starts off with there's a snowman, and uh, a little boy comes over and destroys the snowman's head with a baseball bat uh-huh. and a girl is upset about it yeah which tells you what the film's gonna be about kind yeah, of pretty much there is a voice in the background it's foreshadowing there's a voice in the background because i watched it with subtitles as the way i watch everything okay and there's a voice in the background sc- saying i'm a baby in a baby voice <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny it just says i'm a baby <laughs> just Me. like to give the ambience me. Of a of a neighborhood like a typical American neighborhood Christmas time Baby. rich neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a there's a someone has a comment where he says they don't have a security system because he's like it's a very good neighborhood. Yeah, it's a safe, uh, white. Everybody in this film is also white uh, neighborhood. Uh, it's, and uh, we start off with meeting our main character. Her name is uh, Ashley, right? Oh, I wrote down Snow Angels. Has Maché ever made one? Oh, great question. Uh, I, I guess. I don't I have no recollection. What about you? Oh. I think I have last year. You guys don't have a lot of snow We here. don't have a lot of snow. Last year yeah. we had quite a bit of snow. Yeah. And I did make a snow angel during that time. Okay, that's good. Um, but you were like, how do you call this thing that you slide on? Uh, toboggan. Toboggan. Sled. Yeah, like we a sled. We call it a yeah, toboggan. A sled. Yeah. Oh, toboggan. Um, I've never okay. done that. What? Too much anxiety. Holy shit. Uh, we need to... I'll take you once. Maybe in Poland. Where's the snow I don't know be? how it's going to work. Where's the snow? I'll figure out a way. There's a, there's a hill in my town that everybody toboggans down mm. when, when it snows. That's As I said, that's happened about twice uh, yeah. in my life. Uh, it has happened three times, but two times I remember I was a teenager the first yeah. time and then 20 something, 23 the yeah. second time. And so that's when people I know were like tobogganing. Yes. But I the hill is super steep. Oh. And so also goes scared. onto a road, so I'm too scared. You are too scared. Okay. Yeah. That's too bad. You should try it because that was like one of the big things in my childhood that I really loved doing. Well Poland gets lots of snow, doesn't it? We did, yeah. Especially back in the day. It's changing. Before global warming. Yeah. Now that the world is fucked, it's a yeah. bit different. But yeah. back in the day we had a lot of snow and uh yeah, that was kind of the fun part of winter. You go with your family, you know, take a sled, Toboggan. have a good time. Yeah. I like doing that. Um it's the only nice memory in my life. <laughs> okay. uh, Alright. Um, yeah, and so we... it's a nice snowy town, a nice snowy time in, in America. And, and yes, we meet Ashley, Ashley, who's played by Olivia de Jong. 
Dijon. 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 She's Australian. Uh, she is hopefully gonna be someone one day. She is. She's in a TV show. Um, oh yeah. That I watched called The Society. It's a Netflix show. Okay. It's pretty good. I like it. All right. Um, and she's really, really good in this. Nice. Okay. Um, she is great in this. Uh, I saw her in The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan film, where uh, she's there and she plays uh, Ed Oxenbold's sister. So they're oh. uh, siblings in that film. And they're a lot younger. They're like kids. And Ed Oxenbold is like quite, quite young. And she's... Yeah. Uh... They're Who's like, Ed playing this film? Garrett? Yeah, he plays Garrett. He's okay. the guy with... Uh, he's that guy's American, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And they both play Americans in The Visit. Uh, the Visit is a is a weird film. Uh, do you know what The Visit is? No. It's an M. Night Shyamalan film. It's like the film that was kind of his return that people oh. were like kind of excited about again. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty much... it's uh, The concept is easy. It's uh, two kids never met their grandparents because their mother like had a you know an, an argument with them. Mm-hmm. and then by some circumstance they go to meet them for the first time uh, without their mom their mom is like on vacation somewhere and she's like you go meet your grandparents you need to do this finally so those two siblings go and meet their grandparents and it turns out they're starting to do weird shit like they walk around naked in the night and yeah. there's some weird stuff going on in that house and then yeah it kind of builds up on weird. that it's a horror film yeah. uh, and it's kind of supposed to be comedic and sometimes it is Thank you to our special guest. <laughs> That's Charlie, right? It's both. Both of them. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, it's Megan. Okay. Let's give it a second. Pitbull Terrier. I have no idea what we were talking about. Pitbull Terrier. Um, we're talking about Olivia de Jong or de oh Jong, yeah eh? and The Visit and all that stuff yeah, yeah. In Society the... is a Netflix show oh yeah that is really good it's kind of, it's like a thriller it's not really horror yeah but it's basically it's this group of teenagers in high school they go on a school trip and whatever happens they're just like existing in this um, I don't even know how to explain it but it's basically like they there's nothing beyond where the trip is I can't explain it it's really hard to explain okay it's basically so they're like, like in a like a universe where everything's kind of they're kind of like in a parallel universe where yeah. they're trapped in that one place yeah. and like they can't get back home they can't get to their parents cool. they can't contact anybody yeah. and they have to like form their own like Society. society. That's why it's called a society. Okay, that sounds pretty nice. I mean, yeah. I think I'd be into it. Yeah, and Olivia de Jonge is really, really good in it. Uh, yeah. She's like a really understated um, character. Okay, gotcha. She's great. Nice. That's okay. Great. Uh, she's also very good in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is. She's basically the only nice character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you kind of have to fall back on something, and, and I guess she's the one. Yes. So the film starts with her driving the car. She nearly uh, drives over a cat, mm-hmm. and the cat comes back later. I think it's a black cat. Yeah, it's a black crosses cat. Crosses her path. Yeah, crosses her path. Her car's path. Uh, you can see the cat later on in the film as well. Um, yeah. So basically, what she's doing is she's gonna go um, babysit. Mm-hmm. That's her job for the night. Uh, she is about to leave before university. I think. Yeah. She's just moving to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't even know if she's actually going to university. Yeah, I don't know. But she's actually uh, she's moving out of the town, out of town, like in a few days or whatever, or, you know, soon. And she just picks up this job, like, I think last minute or something like Babysitting. that. Babysitting. Babysitting, 
with a boy that she babysat, babysat for a long time. Uh, his name is Lucas. Uh, so she goes over to his house and we get a bit of a normal semi-comedy setup um, where we see Luke uh, hanging out with his friend, Garrett, um, saying terrible things. I'll come back to that in a second. And uh, and we see uh, Lucas's parents. Uh, Deandra by... and Robert. Deandra and Robert. Robert's played by Patrick Warburton. Uh who is not in this a lot, but he's funny it's when he's there. It's wonderful when he's there. Yeah, it's very funny when he's there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty normal. He's the other nice character. Yes. I mean... He says some problematic things. You know, nice that's... Well, well, yeah, like, there is, like, signs in this film that, you know, it's kind of a thing that keeps happening, you know? And I think he's one of the... He does say some stuff that's quite... Uh, um, well, borderline misogynistic, I would say. Mm. So, but he's nicer than the mom. The mom's just a bitch. Yeah, the mom is pretty terrible. She's That's horrible. True. She's also mean. saying very bad things. Yes. Uh, more, more like weirdly like homophobic things. I don't know. But she, she's trying to make that joke at the start of the film. Where it's like... Oh yeah, because he has these decorations. Yeah. And he's like, I want to put them up. And she's like, are you sure you didn't suck any dick? Or you've never sucked a dick or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And he's like... Uh, and he says, I'm allowed to like gay things. Which is... True. True. And I like but to call something gay, gay yes just to say there's a, such a thing as a gay thing yeah it's also pretty much incorrect yeah but anyways it feels kind of normal um, except that the 12 year old boys are sitting in the room and they're talking like very horny teenagers mm-hmm. they seem uh, well they're, they are 12 so they they're are reading Maxim uh, yes one of them's playing a video game. Gareth's playing a video game. Yeah. Luke is reading Maxim. Yes. Looking at pictures. He's reading an article about how to get girls or something. Yeah. He's and there's also... And then Gareth is like, oh, the pictures are the best part. And it's just like ladies with underwears on. Yes. And the way they talk about it is also very... Um, quite upsetting. Teenage Lu- boys? Misogynistic? Yeah. Well, they oh, are. Impossible. Well, you know, Luke looks like... Uh, he's reading an article about this and he's like, oh, if you want to get the girl to bed, you show her a horror film. It mm-hmm. makes her wet right away. Yeah, like, it says... They say fear really makes girls wet. Yeah. It's like... The thing is, it's like... It's something that could have been a joke in a different film, maybe. But mm-hmm. here, it's like... You, you hear it and like I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's weird. It's like... It's like... It's kind of elevated, maybe, to a point where you're like, oh... That's not very funny or nice or anything, really. Yeah, it's like their intent is, yeah, not nice. Um, but they're also s- stupid teenagers. Yeah, okay, right now we're just really getting the vibe. They're just stupid teenagers. Yeah, yeah, we're getting the vibe of them. They're, they're going to seduce teenagers. the babysitter as though that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So the look has a thing for his babysitter. Obviously, uh, do I want to talk about this? Maybe not. <laughs> oh my god! What? Uh, I was also babysit as a kid. Uh, a lot. <laughs> A lot of us were. Uh, yeah. But I kind of get that um, thing for... You have a thing for your babysitter. I think that's pretty common. That's a very common thing. Yeah. I was uh, never really babysat by anyone who wasn't related to me, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even think I was babysat that much. Really? I think I had too much anxiety to let my mom uh, leave the house, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of anxiety about that as well, but they had to go because my mom was working all the time anyway, mm. so... Same as my dad, so I was babysat a lot when I was a kid. Like, a lot, a lot. I had many different babysitters. Interesting. Lots of different babysitters. And, um, yeah, so I kind of get that thing. <laughs> yes, but still, he is 
And that's like a, it's also a very normal film thing, I think. You see that trope a lot. Of like, oh, yeah. There's a whole oh, the, film the based ba- on yeah, exactly. The Babysitter. The hot babysitter. the wonderful Samara Weaving. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so we kind of get that thing of like, oh, it's going to be about this. Okay. It's commonplace right. It's a pretty normal, yeah. right? Yeah, the kid has uh, hots for his babysitter or whatever. Um, pretty normal stuff. Um, Garrett is like, my I brother have... has some weed. Yeah, they also smoke so they're, Yeah. But it, it's very much, it's kind of that thing of, like, these two kids who are trying to do everything they think is cool. Yeah, they, they try to do cool things, and they're really trying to act, like, outside of their age bracket, I think. Yeah, to try and uh, also, because it's that thing of being, like, if we do this, it'll impress the babysitter. Yeah, definitely, yeah. They have this idea of impressing the babysitter. Uh, and that's pretty much all we get at this point. I have written down that uh, Luke is, like, uh, the kid from Knives Out, uh, like, the... The Nazi kid the Nazi. Who, is, who masturbates in the bathroom. He looks like him. He kind of looks like him. And he's kind of the same kind of vibe yeah. of a character. But he's like a full character in this film. Like Luke is yeah. you know, a character. That the guy big point just... of this movie is that he's a mama's boy. Yes. He Even his mom, he's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, you he's... don't see that that much in the beginning. Like, no, you just but he has, the, he has the fetus machine. He's the yes. machine that makes sounds that are similar to what you hear when you're in the fetus yes and even though like we don't remember the sounds it's like our yeah. body remembers the sound yeah and it's like comforting yeah so he kind of so he's got that. a machine that makes those noises yes um and his friend's like you still use this and he's like shut up yeah that's true and he still uses that there's also a thing of him sleepwalking like there's you know it's all built up so this yeah. is all fairly normal and uh yeah so the parents go they go to a party or whatever they're doing uh, I think it's a Christmas party. Yeah, I think they're going for Yeah, like it's a like a work, work Christmas yeah. party. A work thing. They I think go. it's the mum's work because she's like, don't yeah. embarrass me again. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and Luke and Ashley stay at home. So um, yeah, and uh, the first thing that Ashley does is she calls Ricky, her boyfriend, who they're having like some troubles with mm-hmm. or whatever. We don't know a lot of what happened. But there's some sort of relationship rift going on. And, and she says to Luke, because Luke is all excited because he now feels like he's a, you know, uh, a young man. And he has some chance with Ashley. And he tries to, like, you know, see, you know, see a film of her and kind of, you know, sit together. And maybe something's going to happen. She's not very interested. She calls Ricky. He's upset. And then uh, over the next 10, 15 minutes, I guess the setup is him trying to get her to sit with him and watch a film she's also when she's on the phone a giant spider appears that's true crawls over her hand yeah. and she screams and it's a big old jump scare i hated it oh no i don't like spiders there are a few like little jump scares in the first they part didn't of like film. it yes so she makes your man what's the name luke she makes yeah. luke come save her yeah and she's like kill it which is like my reaction and he's like no it didn't do anything wrong and i'm like yeah it did it lived kill it so he's such a sweet boy because he, yeah, he saves, saves the spider it, puts it outside what a nice but it boy. makes sound when it walks that's how big it is it's a big spider i don't like that i don't like it making sounds should we spoil the thing where the spider's from because no spiders plan <laughs> not yet we're not spoiling the film for you yet maybe you're still watching it we've been talking for an hour and a half so you might have already finished. oh my god <laughs> Uh, anyways, so, um, yeah, so, uh, shows her the spider, she freaks out, uh... He puts it outside, but the spider, like, keeps watching them. Yes. It's evil. It's a bad spider. Evil spider. And you had, like, those little horror things that happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's, like, a car that follows her at the start. Yeah, it's there's like a, a black car, car, blacked out windows that follows her. Yeah. You've got the black cat. 
Yes. You've got spooky, spooky spider. Yes. You've got a the phone at some point ringing. I don't know. Yes. There's a lot of it's very much like a scream setup. Uh, really, yeah. really reminiscent of Scream, yeah. like the way the house is set up in the yeah. first place. So the way, so it's trying to build up towards uh, a home invasion slasher thing, like, you, and you kind of get that, and mm-hmm. you get that build up, um, and I think you're anticipating the twist to be somewhere there. It's like you know, some what, what's going on in the house or who's attacking it and stuff like that. So that's where you think where it's. So I going. thought it was going to be like Evil Santa. Oh yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because the name of the film is Better Watch Out. Yeah. And the summary of the film, as in when you Google the film, it just says something like, they soon learn that this isn't a normal home invasion. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so it's Santa? That's what I really thought was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that, this kind of, that's what I said. That was better. So, um, yeah, so they, and then they, a bunch of regular horror film stuff happens just to kind of, I mean, they do, they set up the actual thing in the meantime while they're doing all the things that you think they're building up to. It's like a build up within a build up. You don't really know Mm -hmm. what's happening. I think it's very well written, at least in this part of the film. It has some issues later on, but in this part, it's pretty great. I think how they build up to something and you feel that it's building up. But you don't know what the build-up is about. Or, like, you you miscalculate what the build-up yeah, is for. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, you're like, oh, something's going to go wrong. Something's bad. Bad is happening. But what what the actual thing is, you I don't think... I, I wouldn't have thought of it. Me honestly. neither. Yeah. The one thing that I've written down that I was confused about... Yeah. Maybe you'll shed light on this. Because I was a babysitter a couple of times. But oh, I yeah. never was babysat, really. Okay. Except for maybe... Like, maybe my cousins or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like generally... I don't know. Anyway. Jeez. Um, yeah, yeah, what is it? My, so she's doing the laundry. Do babysitters do the laundry? My well, job as a babysitter was to was to babysit. Yes, uh, I think it depends, kind of. But yeah, we had some babysitters that also like kind of cleaned around a little bit and stuff like that. That's but weird. I don't like that. I guess it depends on you know what your uh, deal is, yeah. you know, with the family. The setup. I remember babysitting once, and the children made me a milkshake. Sounds like a great deal. It was good. You got paid to sit there and wait for the milkshake. Well, they just were like, oh, I want a milkshake. And I was like, okay. And they made me one. And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, that's very nice. And then I watched TV for hours. That sounds great. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. So that's what they do. They uh, watch a film. They watch a horror film. Uh, is it? No, they first order the pizza, right? No. So they matter. don't order the pizza. Okay. Yeah, so they, they want to order the Luke pizza. Luke gets some champagne yes. for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he starts drinking. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so they have a big kind of fight over the fact that he's drinking champagne yes he's trying to show that he's a big boy yeah he's he like once me his... and Garrett drank a whole bottle yeah and he chugs it so much and there's only a tiny bit gone when he hands over the bottle oh yeah um <laughs> and then she takes it and then she eventually i think it, that's when she finds when she's on the phone yeah and the spider happens yeah she's pouring it down the sink she's like yeah, i can't yeah. believe i'm doing yeah, this and then, the and then she's like oh what the heck and she drinks yeah. some. and then yeah. he catches her and they're like okay it's our little secret yeah um but then then they're like okay we'll order a pizza they decide what to get on the pizza. He, I think he says something like, just no mushrooms. Yeah, just no mushrooms, yeah. Um, but they don't get around to ordering the pizza. And then then she's like, shit, I never ordered the pizza a while later. And then the doorbell rings. Yeah. It's a heck pizza. pizza. It's a pizza. Who she, ordered it? Yeah, and she's like, did you order it? And he's like, no, I guess maybe my dad did. Like, he's trying to be chill. And he's like, yeah. she's just like, what the heck? And there's oh, no. mushrooms on it. Yeah, there's mushrooms on the pizza. Oh no! Yeah, and she's like, "How did he know?" Yeah. And then Lucas like, "I don't know vegetables." <laughs> and then Lucas sets up this romantic yeah. pizza dinner table with candles, 
Uh, <laughs> the phone also before that rings a couple of times yeah, and there's and no, no one on no the one, other no end. No the other end. It's spooky. Stuff. Um, so they sit down to watch a horror film. There's a spooky figure in the background in the window. Very frightening. No. Don't like that. Oh, scary little boy in the background. Scary big boy. Or big, big boy, yes. It was big boy. And um, that's when it starts to get really creepy. That's yep. already when I'm like, okay. It's really pushing that thing. Because you're kind of used to being like, oh, this kid has got the hots for his babysitter. Kind of yeah. funny, right? Ha He does the creepy thing of like, he leans his head on her shoulder, which is like fine. But then he also puts his hand on he her puts thigh. Her, his hand on her thigh. And she's like, eh. No. And she moves his hand away, which is, you know, fair. And then he goes to kiss her. And she's like, what? Yeah. And she not into it. punches no. him. No, she doesn't. Um, yeah. And then... It's he all... says a bunch of terrible things about how she hangs out with like... Her boyfriends are all assholes, and he's so mature for his age. Yeah, uh, the and she's way like, "You're twelve. The way he speaks is terrifying. It's the yeah. worst things about men in general. Yeah, I hate men. And uh, yeah, this is a film about that. I guess. I mean, yes, it is. And um, it is like you know, it for me is very painful to watch because I see myself saying similar things or stuff like that that I might have said or thought of back some time you know see i watch it and, and i'm like yeah yeah exactly and i know yeah <laughs> like, yeah this is what you have to deal with and i'm like jesus this is this this kind of thing the way he speaks because the, i think even at this part of the film you start to get this idea of like oh he thinks that because he's more mature or because he's i don't know a nice person uh, i'm doing yeah he's like i deserve yeah, you apostrophes with my fingers yeah then he's like i deserve this or i'm entitled to it uh-huh. or this is something that should happen to me because oh i'm so nice and i deserve a reward and she is yeah. the reward it's like oh yeah he thinks in that kind of yeah. way hey listen man <clears throat> you don't deserve no coochie and it's disgusting um and it's disgusting also because yeah like you know i don't know i i it's it's such a staple of i think cinema <laughs> that you think like that like many things in in the world or like in culture teach you to think that way and it's kind of terrifying and mm-hmm. I, I i found myself thinking like that often as well and it hurts me there's a word for that what is it patriarchy mm, that is exactly what it is so anyways he does his creepy boy thing um and that's when we start being like okay what, okay that's a little bit weird but then uh turns out the back door is open yes and there's the, there's a santa figurine and it like moves yeah. closer somewhere i didn't write myself more context than santa figurine moves closer yeah he's just like um, she she goes to i think it's when she picks picks up the pizza and turns back and there's a santa figurine right by her there's, but there's another, another time where it then moves a bit closer than yeah. it was already or it moves yeah. or what it is is that she moved it outside and then she goes and it's suddenly at a window yeah, that's what it window. is yeah, yeah exactly. um and then luke and then she's like call the police or whatever yeah. Um, and then Luke throws her phone to her and it lands in the fish tank. It's pretty great. And she's like, what the fuck? So then there's, so that's, you know, gets rid of yeah. the whole, how she get, she could just contact the police with her phone. But the, before that happens, they get a phone call and the phone call says, uh, it's like, I can see you. Or yeah, I can see it's you. Very it's very like, it's, it's a scream phone call. Yeah. It's yeah. a scream phone call of, I'm outside. I see you, whatever. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And she does a great thing where she, uh, goes to the window and she says, "If you can see me, how many finger? Yeah. If how many fingers am I holding, you, am I holding up?" Gets, and she gives him the finger. finger yeah. It's, it's the same as when Sydney in Scream is on the phone and she says, "Yeah, if you can see me, uh, what am I doing?" And she's like picking her nose. Yeah, it was when she thinks it's Randy. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. So that's what happens. So they are like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah, they freak out about calling the police, but the phone lands in the aquarium. Mm -hmm. And all their phones are, like, disconnected. Yeah. Oh, and then... um, is this, is this the point where Garrett comes back into play? Um, not yet. So there's no one at the peephole when they go to look. Mm-hmm. And then Luke says, whoever's out there, cut it out. I know Taekwondo. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. Um, and you still are like, oh, this film is sweet. Yeah. He's so, such a sweet, like, innocent boy who's not yet a man. Mm-hmm. We forgive him everything. It's yeah. okay. Basically. Boys are boys. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, and then something spooky happens with Garrett. That's when Garrett comes into play. Yeah. I think there's someone upstairs, but I think before that is the fake out with Garrett. Yeah, so the fake out is the uh, they open the door and Garrett kind of comes in and he's like, "Oh, I never left actually, haha." And, and she's uh, like, beats him up. Beats him up. Uh, lots of child violence in this film, actually, for real. Lots of child <laughs> violence is gonna be in this film. But she yeah, Garrett comes in and they're like, "Oh, why have you been messing with us?" And Gary was like, "No, I just stood outside the door, or whatever. I scared you once." And then there's a noise, uh, and it turns out something else is going on. What's happening? The noise was that there was a brick thrown through yeah. the window. Um, and then the phones aren't working. Yeah, there's no then Wi-Fi. They run down. They're like, okay, let's let's just uh, leave. My car's there. She mm. looks. There's a knife in her car wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Garrett comes down with the brick, and he's like, look, and it says, you leave, you die. Yes. And then the car's lights go on the falls. Yes. And then Garrett is like, no, this is too much. He runs out the back, yeah. and he gets shot. And he gets shot. Yeah. He freaking he's dies. Dead. I wrote, R.I.P. Garrett. <laughs> And then there's a shadow at another window, and then there's noises upstairs, and then they go. This is when they go into the attic, I think. And then there's loads more yeah. spiders. Yeah, there's. Uh, this is like the normal part of this film. This, this is, is the, like, the normal part. Oh, we're doing home invasion, and this is where yeah. I kind of switch off for a little bit because I'm like, I I know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's a yeah. thing of there's a home invader, but like, what exactly is happening? Yeah, exactly. And they Luke's don't like, tell I'll you. protect you. Yeah, he's like, oh, they go for a gun because there's a gun. Yeah. Uh, they do a good bit of hiding running Mm -hmm. around we see like masked figures with um torches yes um i think uh, there's also a shotgun involved right there's a guy going around with a shotgun um and you're like oh there are invaders in the house Mm -hmm. um yeah there's a bit of like regular hide and seek kind of thing lucas uh uh, ashley nearly falls off uh from the attic Uh, yeah because she's afraid and lucas kind of saves her Mm -hmm. i'm like okay what a nice boy you see where the film is building up to? Because I didn't. Because <laughs> yeah, you're so used to I really to it. didn't expect it. The thing is about this is like you're so used to... And I, I, I think that's the fil- that point the film is trying to make. You're so used to seeing this kind of behavior explained and... Uh, excused. Excused, exactly. Yeah. Excused in For the sure. film that you're like, oh, that's what just this film is doing. And you accept it. And you just yeah, move like, on. Okay. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You don't even think about it. That, that's how it was for me. Uh, because this thing ha- this, those things happen with all the misogyny and you're like okay I guess it's mm-hmm. fine because well he's just a boy right it's okay yeah and it's so not. many films do that and it's not okay it's no. 100% not okay um, and the film like puts it in your face and is like you were going along with this uh-huh. you asshole you, 
horrible person. Now you have to suffer for the rest <laughs> the, the the hour of this film that's about to come. You have to. It's a weirdly hard watch once oh, yeah. it gets to what it's going for. Mm-hmm. So we learn. So they're they're hiding in a wardrobe. Yeah, they're hiding in a wardrobe. And um, there's a funny thing where there's a mask. So there's a toy that makes a noise. There's a mask. As she sees it, she screams because it's like a. It's one of those other like fake yeah. jump scares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she punches the mask. Um, <laughs> it's just very funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then she's looking out at the. Um, home invader person and yeah, they scratch the their neck and yeah. earlier in the film we've had the context that garrett had a rash yes on his neck he has a rash on his neck also she sees that he's got a mask on and that mask was shown before at mm-hmm. one of the photos it's like a ski mask that someone yeah that luke uses when he's skiing with his parents or whatever there's yeah. a photo of that in the and she's like that's your mask the corridor and she's like it's, your it's, mask. A, it's a balaclava yeah. yeah exactly yeah which is what people wear often during skiing but also when murdering and yeah. thieving so yeah so she's like oh my god and she comes out and she takes off the mask of the guy and it's garrett or like she doesn't take his mask off she was like just garrett stop and mm-hmm. guy with the shotgun is like Ooh, okay <laughs> takes off his mask and it's garrett turns out that they were trying to make her scared and yeah. create a situation where luke, luke was gonna, in on it yeah it was a prank luke was gonna like save her or like save like you know the, the scenario was luke is gonna uh, you know, protect them, and then she's gonna want to sleep with him because of that. Yeah, she was gonna sleep with a twelve-year-old boy because he um, because saved he her saved her from, from uh, uh, but the wet thieves. bandits. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> Everybody needs to be safe from Joe Pesci. I'm joking, yeah. Joe. You're the best. We I'm love sorry. You, Joe. This is a Joe Pesci podcast. Uh, we should make a Joe Pesci podcast. It'd be mm. great. And it's just gonna be Home Alone. Which was Home Alone and Goodfellas. <laughs> it's just um, it's back to back. Yeah, just every time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you're like, oh, that's the twist? Yeah. Weird, right? And then, yeah, and, and then you're like, oh, that's a bit, oh, So what were you going to do? You kind of hate it. Yeah. And then and Ashley's like, like, what the fuck? And she kind of goes on a tirade and she, like, walks away. Yeah. She's, like, insulting Luke, which is fully deserved. Yeah, fully um, deserved. She gives him, like, She walks you know, away. Everything. And then, as happens when a woman tries to, um, tries to say no to a man, um, he doesn't take it well and um, slaps her and she falls down, down the, the stairs. stairs. He slaps her very hard. Slaps her very hard. It's uh-huh. it's a jarring moment because he really punches her. Oh yeah. And she falls down the stairs and it looks quite violent. And then the film goes to a black screen. Yeah, you're kind of like, did uh, she just die? Yeah. And this is act one of the yeah. film. And the film is very clearly divided into three acts. Mm-hmm. And after each act, you see a black screen for a little while. And yeah. then we come into act two. And this is where the film reveals itself. Because the rest of this film... It's going to be about how those boys, or mostly Luke, I guess, but those boys torture Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody connected with her. Uh, yeah. So we mm-hmm. go back from the black screen, and Ashley has duct tape on her mouth, and she's tied to a chair mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And Luke's also changed. So he was wearing, like, a jumper and a shirt yeah. before, and he was very much, like, kind of wearing a sort of childy outfit. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's changed shirt, but he's taken off the jumper. Yeah. He looks a bit more, not, like, not grown up, but he doesn't look like the same little sweet, innocent yeah, 12-year-old. There's he's a little kind of, his something. hair's a bit tussled. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so it's kind of like he was just putting on this act of being like a child. Yeah, he was putting up an act. Uh, and uh, the, the first thing she sees, she kind of starts opening her eyes and she sees the boys. Uh, I think Garrett is driving around on a, what is it? Uh like a little like a tricycle like a tricycle whatever it's quite it's like not a tricycle it's alone. A, yeah and they're going around and they're having this terrible conversation uh this is also the first film that we watched i want to say that first okay. film that we watched where somebody plays fuck mary kill 
Yeah, they because do. Because they play fuck, marry, kill. Uh-huh. I mean, they say marry, fuck, kill, or whatever the fuck they say. But they play that game as she wakes up. And they're playing it with Adventureland characters. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Yeah, they are. It's like, they're talking about, I've never watched Adventure Time, but I know because Adventure it's Time, like sorry, Princess yeah. Bubble Gum or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you say? Uh, Adventureland. It's, it's, oh, it's, I it's heard a good, It's a good film, Adventureland, but Adventure Time is what they're playing it Oh, with. yeah, Adventureland is um, which is such a great thing that they do with this film because Adventure Time is both a cartoon, so it's kind of kiddie. Uh, it's appreciated by a lot of adults. I watched a, a few episodes. It's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of one of those like child adult shows. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes sense that those boys are into it, but also they're putting this in the context of like the most terrible thing because they only talk about fucking. They're oh, yeah. like, which of the characters... Like, they say marry, fuck, kill, but... They only talk about fucking, and they yeah. want to fuck Princess Bubblegum or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Luke has a whole argument that he would fuck her because she's made of bubblegum and uh-huh. she would stretch. Yeah. Which is both disgusting and very inaccurate of like what yeah. he thinks it would have been like, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and then they you know, say things like moist and stuff, and they laugh and have a they great granal time. They also, um, Luke has given Garrett oxy. Yes. Which is, I've, I'm yeah, unsure is yeah. about, I know it's a drug. I know it's like a kind of one of those drugs that I think you can just get. Yeah. But it's like one of those, and especially I suppose in America, it's become sort of a popular one to yeah. take without having to get like something illegal. Yeah. Um, again, and it kind of like spaces you out or something. I think it's an yeah. opioid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, like I know, I think in... Um, in the walking in fear the walking dead um one of the main characters is a drug addict yeah um and that's like he is taking oxy oh okay and he's like i think it's like he's kind of given oxy to get off drugs oh gotcha okay but then like you can also just take too much of it so it's one of those one of those legal drugs that's often used um extensively i uh i googled it but i only see stock levels for it which are dropping by the way so get out of oxy guys there's oxycontin and there's oxycodone i don't know i'm not sure if they're the same anyways garrett is pretty pretty high or like luke is giving him something so that i think it's an opioid well you think like uh because yeah either way yeah he's kind of either way uh he's getting something because it seems like garrett is more freaked out by the situation Mm -hmm. which is there's a teenage woman like teenage woman being tied up. tied up to a chair with duct tape over her mouth uh-huh. and Garrett kind of is like kind of high doesn't really care yeah. that much and Luke is fully aware of what's going on uh-huh. he goes over he's, he looks at her he says there's something missing and then he gets lipstick yeah. and draws lips on the duct tape which is just ugh, like horrible it's horrible and everything they do is yeah at this point everything they do is just plain misogyny it's just like aggressively uncomfortable mm-hmm. and sad yeah. And it's not funny. It's not fun. No, and it's not supposed to be. No, definitely not. And it's just supposed to upset you. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god. And they, the, the boys are talking in a way that, you know, would be like maybe something you see in an Apatow film. But mm. it's not funny. It's like vul- vulgar to like an extent uh, where it's like, what? And then there's no jokes. Yeah, well, it's also because it's that thing of like, these are these are 12. Like, they shouldn't be saying these things. Yeah, definitely. No one should ever be saying these things. But particularly when you're 12, it's like disturbing yeah. to be even thinking this but, way. Like the film, the, the the point this film is making is hundred percent right. That's when it starts because mm-hmm. those boys are uh, starting to go for puberty, especially Lucas, who is definitely like on his way. His voice cracks so much in this film, and it's pretty great. Yeah, and it's um, also ironic. At some point, um, Deandra, the mom, yeah. says to 
Ashley when she's leaving. Yeah. Like Gareth's still there at that point. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, he's like a bad influence. She says, Yeah, she's like, Oh, Gareth's a bad influence. And it's ironic because we learn it's That's, reverse. It's definitely reverse. Yes. Um, Gareth's just kind of um, just one of those, I want to be loved. Yeah. By my friend. Yeah. Gareth's one of those guys. He is kind of oblivious. He's kind of the, the guy who hangs along for the party. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the 19, Nightingale. I'm not gonna spoil the Nightingale, but there's a guy there as well. It's also a film about how terrible men are, mm. and there should <laughs> be more. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's another. There's always like this guy, usually in this film, where he kind of a guy who tags along. He mm. can't like he's not strong enough to say no, but he's there. It's the classic. It's the same in Scream. Yeah, Stu and uh, Billy. Stu. <laughs> Stu is amazing. Though. I love Stu so much. Uh, shout out to Matthew Lillard. Uh, Matthew Lillard, our boy. We love you. Amazing guy. Um, and Thank then you there's for your services. It also it reminds me of the real life thing, which isn't it's not men, yeah. but um, the real life the story or not the story the I forgot what the, their names are, but mm-hmm. the two girls, the Slenderman killings. Oh yeah. The two girls who one of them was clearly like the the um, what's the word. Like the, the, the pack leader or like the Yeah, one leader of them was or... clearly... Like one of them was just kind of there doing yeah. what a friend wants to do. And the other one was definitely just like... Like they're both disturbed. Yeah. But one of them was definitely the kind of the ringleader or whatever. Yeah. And it's the same yeah. as Home Alone. The Wet Bandits. Joe yeah. she's the really evil one. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like... no One is not necessarily better than the other. Exactly. And in it's all not of like situations. Garrett is excused in this film. Exactly. Um... But you, you do know who's behind there's a, Yeah, there's a clear person who's, like, got yeah. the reins. Uh, and that's 100% Luke. Yeah. And Luke is, like, everything... Like, it's kind of funny. He's a 12-year-old boy, but he is so similar in a lot of ways to what you hear, especially, or you read on the internet, especially. Like, the things he says are something... Like, some of them are, like, stuff I've seen and read. He's like and, an incel. Yeah, he is. He's kind of like an incel, yeah. But, like, when this film came out, I don't think incels were as big yet. They were incels been around forever. <laughs> I know, but like the name incel, yeah, no, yeah, that kind the of, name incel probably wasn't. Yeah, definitely in play. So he is very much like that because yeah. he's yeah. also just like a pure sociopath. Oh yeah, that's another thing. That's the thing uh, is, it's but the we don't know that being... yet. I guess yeah. you don't see the extent of it at this point. At this point, he's very misogynistic. Just kind of does his thing, uh-huh. uh, and he is definitely a sociopath. And the film builds it out as well. But at this point, and like those two things exist along with each other. Mm-hmm. No, that's not like you can kind of separate them. But yeah. at this point in the film, like you mostly see how, how terrible he is to a woman. And that's all because of entitlement. I have it like in brackets. Like he's such an entitled boy. Like he feels mm-hmm. entitled to things. Oh, yeah. Because he's entitled from the beginning, but at the be- beginning, you can kind of be like, oh, he's just naive and yeah. just like, he's just a child and he's an idiot kid. Yeah. And you don't, it's not that you excuse it, but you're like, oh, that's just what's going on. Yeah. Like, you can just see it. You're like, yeah, okay. Um, I read some criticisms of this film being misogynistic, as the film is misogynistic. And I've read some criticisms of, like, you spend so much time with Luke in this film, who is clearly misogynistic, mm-hmm. and that is just painful to, to see there. And, like, I've, I've heard some criticisms that the film tries to pass it off as cool, and I don't agree with that. No, it doesn't. I kind of... I agree with, like, you spend a lot of time with him and you have to hear it a lot. He's the main character. But I do think that the film is making a point that... Oh, yeah. Clearly that, you know, this is terrifying it's That's the point of it... watching it and in a critical way it's like yeah. you're not watching and being like yeah it's great that he's a misogynist you're watching yeah. it and being like oh fuck yeah. That's like it's it's supposed to be showing you it in a way that is not good yeah it's I very don't... clearly anti-luke i don't think yeah i don't think you can i mean i don't imagine you can watch this film and be like oh that's pretty cool yeah 
And if you're watching it, then may- if you're watching it and thinking that, I think you're the problem. Yeah, you might be the problem. <laughs> See, that reminds me of the Joker. And finally, on this podcast, I can talk about Ugh. Joker, the film. And uh, Abby hasn't seen it. And everybody's going to hate me, probably. But Well, they already do. So. This, is, this is a problem I have with Joker, which I think is trying to do a similar thing and fails completely in terms mm-hmm. of everybody keeps talking about Joker being about incels. It's not really. But it definitely has that vibe of this guy... Uh, is not having any sex. Feels like the world owes him something, specifically uh, women. Definitely. It definitely has that feeling of entitlement. Mm-hmm. But then the film is more complicated in its relation to Joker. Like, in this film, I'm pretty, like, set on, okay, this film hates Luke. Yeah. It makes you spend time with him just to kind of prove a point, but he, the film doesn't like Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Joker... Uh, it likes Joaquin. People could, like, you know... Uh, it's more complicated. I know. I, I'm not trying to say that this film... Uh, promotes misogyny or anything like that but I think the way it portrays it comes off like that sometimes yeah uh, and I don't like it and really I've heard a lot of people who didn't like the Joker I don't think you're gonna upset me oh no I'm not like the only person but like a lot of people also like it and it's gonna get nominated for all those Oscars and all this mm. bullshit yeah. and uh, you know there are lots of arguments it's a good film to discuss I guess but it rubbed me like the wrong way like I was so upset with Joker just because of how it made me feel because it makes you like it doesn't excuse his actions, mm-hmm. but it does kind of set them up as cool. It's still trying to make you like cool. sympathetic with him or something. Yes, yeah. there's a little bit of sympathy going on, yeah. and there's a little bit of like society made him do it, and there's a yeah. little bit of like it's not really his fault, and that's not a way to think about this. Yeah, it's like when you're having a is it an antagonist? I'm trying to think yeah, of when and... it's a protagonist when they're the main character but they're not. Nice. Yeah, it's an antagonist. Yes. Yeah, it's like him. It's like doing it in a way that is like very clear that like the film is centered around this person. Yeah. But that's not that doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to like them. Yeah. Definitely. And I think some films are re- like try to do that, but they're yeah. really bad at it. Yeah. Definitely. Or they don't try to do it. Like I think the Joker probably doesn't try to do it. There's a very I... weird like romanticized vision of the Joker. Yes. Like people glorify like the I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Yeah. I haven't seen the last Batman film I saw was The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, Which has an amazing Joker. In it. Yeah. Um, wonderful backstory to him I think it's it's kind of when um, Harley Quinn was like reintroduced to like the cinematic yeah um, Batman universe yeah Um, I think that's sort of when it all went south because people like glorify the like Harley Quinn Joker relationship and it's like okay but that's like abusive and like neither of them are good so in terms of Suicide Squad it's less of a problem because the film is just so stupid and all over the place that it doesn't really make any sort of point you know Mm -hmm. so I think it's hard to get angry at Suicide Squad for something like that because there's so many other issues. I haven't kinda, seen it. It's, it's hard to get to that point. You know, Suicide Squad is just... It's, it's clearly a stupid film about stupid things and mm-hmm. I don't think you, you care when you watch it. Although there is definitely some truth to glorifying that sort of relationship which yeah. is very toxic. And that's also a thing that films do over and over again and we can get out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing that for years. Yeah, I think we've come into a weird... Cir- not circle, but like, you know, we're all very aware of... Um, you know, we're much more aware of, like, misogyny and Hopefully. how fucked up men are. But also, I think it's almost with that, people have, be- like, kind of come full circle. And they're like, well, yeah, we can have this, but also acknowledge that, like, maybe I want, like, this type of relationship or that. And there's, like, this whole rise of people who are, like, maybe into, like, BDSM or, like, something yeah. a bit more, kind of the a bit more uh, risque stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, the thing is, is that, while obviously everyone's entitled to like the things they like it's yeah. it's that thing that naturally 
men are always gonna be the ones pretty much always are always gonna be the ones that like take that sort of thing and use it to their advantage mm. you know of, of like you know there was a case in Wicklow in Ireland yeah um, but it took place in Wicklow where there was this man and this woman and they were having the woman was slightly like mentally disabled uh-huh. um, and he was like a rich architect or not rich he was you know not poor he was middle class yeah um, and he they were on like a BDSM site like a tinder for BDSM um, and okay. they met there and they like met up a few times and they would like have sex in that like BDSM kind of way they had that they had that like um dominant submissive relationship mm-hmm. yeah. but it was like she kind of wasn't fully capable it's what you kind of get that of like understanding it and he just took it too far and would just like yeah. genuinely hurt her and then ended up murdering her yeah yeah and kind of um, but it was almost a thing of it seemed it was sort of framed as like an assist not an assisted suicide but like almost like she was saying she wanted to die and then he was yeah. like well this is great for me because i want to kill someone um yeah. so it's it's that thing of being like well you can say like yeah of course people can like what they like in the bedroom also sometimes a lot of the sometimes time don't. men aren't gonna have the same reasoning yeah behind being like yeah i'll do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like maybe you just want you know your bum to be slapped yeah but the man's like yeah i want to kill her yeah true and they take it too far they do and i think well you know in terms of bds7 it feels like it's such a new thing I don't know the only thing we kind of have is Fifty Shades I guess in terms of like uh, which I've never seen in terms of like mainstream stuff I think Fifty Shades also played a big part in like glorifying it yeah definitely I think my main point is just men don't necessarily a lot of the time it's like it's like empowering men to get away with doing shitty things yeah uh, that's that's actually very much what I wanted to say in terms of the way films work and the way our stories work and the way we tell stories is usually in that sort of vein of you need something to gain you need something to win you need something to 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 be like the point of the story and usually it's love or sex like you know it's love in a film kind of sense of like oh here's this guy and you know as a reward for all the nice things he's gonna do in the film he's gonna get with a girl at the end or you know it's you know i don't know james bond is like the women are prizes if you want uh yeah so it's like a price so it's like it's a good thing happening to you because of something (laughs) arbitrary not connected to this and then if you have this way of if you've seen a lot of films as the kids and better watch out did because they think in a very film logic kind of way especially Luke uh, he Luke thinks like the whole thing out like it's a film like mm-hmm. that's just his way of thinking if he's seen so many films then that's just his way of thinking about relationships and stuff like that especially since he's 12 and he didn't have any actual experience mm-hmm. and what films taught him is if you're a nice guy you're gonna get laid if you're a nice yeah. guy you're gonna find love because you deserve it mm-hmm. oh you, you're a nice guy so you're gonna get with this girl at the end because oh you were meant to be together and it's love and it's real mm-hmm. and that's not how anything works no I think I think we talked about it before yeah. but I did um, in college at some point I did some like presentation about porn and like yeah. media and whatever and it's that there's like loads of studies done that's like porn there's so much violence in porn yes. like the majority of porn has violence yeah and it's like the same thing like kids boys specifically start watching porn so early like I think yeah. around 12 was maybe the average age I don't remember I'm um, trying to think when I first saw porn I mean I guess it depends on are, are you okay with me talking about this on a podcast because I don't care <laughs> yes are you okay with talking about this okay just checking in we didn't rehearse this before this is all live <laughs> Why it's a real rehearse? conversation 
Uh, I'm trying to think what, that when was the first time I watched porn. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, I think it depends probably what you think of as porn. If it's like a naked yeah. lady, I, I look up, I looked up on the internet. I would say it's around twelve, thirteen. But in terms of That's like porn. porn, porn, I did not watch hardcore porn for a long, long time. I don't. I don't think I could bring myself to do it when I was like a teenager. I think it was very late. Yeah, I think the I think that I can't. I'm not gonna find the presentation, but I think it was like the average age was around twelve. Maybe for like hardcore pornography. Yeah, like, for yeah. kids like looking up hardcore porn. Obviously, yeah. it's not the that's not the stand like that's the this yeah not you know not everyone's doing that, but it was the kind of thing that teenage boys specifically that was sort of they started around twelve. Yeah. Um, and the there's so much violence and it exposes them to yeah. that and then they think that that's what sex is. Sure, they're, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, sex is violence. Girls like violence. This is specifically yeah. this is specifically referring to like heterosexual. Um, yeah, yeah, porn. very much so. I mean, I mean, it's and imagine it's the same there. in both. Yeah. But I just mean this specifically refers yeah. to heterosexual relationships. Definitely, and like, yeah, porn is is not great for kids who are developing and stuff like that. You, you that shouldn't be your first contact with mm-hmm. sex and, and and all this kind of stuff that surrounds it. But yeah, but but films don't help. But that's the point. The the whole it's become this thing of like they're portrayed in this way and that way, both in porn, and the media, and films. Yeah, definitely. And while it's like fine for you know some people like those things, it's it's the portrayal of them as a norm. Yeah, it's definitely. The portrayal that's of them the of problem. like this is what you do. Yeah, if you don't have perspective and you watch uh, a porn film, or if you don't have perspective and watch uh, a romantic comedy. I would say that the effect could be similar. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, and expectations are incorrect. Yeah, I think romantic comedies fucked up a lot of things in in our heads. Yeah, it's like you think this is what love's supposed to be. Yeah, like this is what love's supposed to be. They're like, oh, oh, there's always something better out there. Is also another thing that comes out of romantic comedies, mm. and it's like, yeah, because like, oh, oh, you're in a relationship, but it's kind of boring. Maybe you should find your true love. Go fuck yourself. What what does that even mean? <laughs> Relationships are hard. It, it never shows you like them like three years later. Yeah, <laughs> fucking like, arguing oh, actually, about something. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I hate how you fucking do scrambled eggs. I want them differently. I don't know. You never see that scene in the film, but except maybe for maybe Marriage Story. Uh, yeah, Marriage Story. No, that that's where you see just the end. Uh, I, w- I was gonna say the before trilogy because that's that's a very good one. But you have to watch all three films to get the full perspective. Have you ever seen the before films? No. Before Sunset and uh, before Sunrise. Before Sunrise. Before Sunset. Before Midnight. So they're like nine years apart, and they film them every nine years. And Fun. yeah, it starts off as Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy are very young, and they just spend one night in Vienna, very romantic, very uh, childlike. You know, they're kind of young adults spending a night together, very romantic. Then nine years later, they meet again in Paris, and they're a bit older, and they're you know wrinkly. Yeah, and they talk about different things, and you know it changes, and the films evolve with age and with the age of the characters and then Before Midnight is a film where they're we're in a relationship sorry spoilers but yeah they are in a relationship for the nine years between uh, oh. between Sunset and Midnight and you get to see them nine years into a relationship that they built over those two films in like nearly real time of 18 years and I love Before Midnight so much because it's a film about how that sort of relationship works like and how mm. it's really hard to keep it even though you had that wonderful thing in the start you know it's it takes a lot of work and problems arise. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that we don't talk about in media. We just talk about that first thing, that, that snap, that, oh, nice, it's love, it's great, it's uh-huh. attraction, it's lust, it's Or the last sexy. part. 
Or the breakup. Uh, or the breakup, yeah. yeah. And everything in the middle we don't talk about because it's not a good story. It's usually messy and weird and, you know, mm. so that's how it works. Yeah. So that's kind of where Luke is at, I think. Yeah, so better watch out. <laughs> this is like... We, we took to, a big diversion. I knew that we were going to talk about this because this is what the film is about. And yeah, I, I think about this while I'm watching this film mm-hmm. because it makes me feel terrible. I don't feel terrible because um, I'm not a boy. That's fair. Yeah. Makes... I mean, I feel. Ter- I mean, I watch it and I'm like horrible, but yeah. I don't watch it and I don't. I can't internalize it because that's not me. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not you, and uh, I, I definitely internalize it because it is about me. <laughs> this film was made literally about you. Yes, I am a 12 year old boy who yes. tortures their babysitter. Yeah. But. I, I think if you're you know that's another thing if you're a man and you watch this film and I'm like that, you're like that's not me I'm not like that you're lying I'm better than this you you know you're probably lying look at yourself that's how we all think that's how we were programmed to think this is like years of culture that made us that way mm-hmm. and if you have, we have to acknowledge that in some way mm-hmm. I have thoughts like that I have terrible things in my head <laughs> I, really I do it's sad but that's how it works. And if you don't talk about it and, you know, try to make something out of this, you know, and mm-hmm. try to be conscious of who you are and what you're thinking and how you approach stuff like that, then you're, you're just going down the rabbit hole. You need to bring it out. Get out of there. Better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny is going to creep up on you, you know. So... <clears throat> So what happens is... Oh, so we just had so a we get, tangent, yes. Uh, yeah, anyways, so anyway, go back to the film. I hope you all learned something there. Uh, about yourselves, about the media. About the media. Maybe started thinking about what influenced you and how you are as a person now. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> it's a good thing to think about yeah. sometimes. Um, so Garrett... So wait, so we learn that Luke killed Garrett's pet hamster. Yes. Which um, Ashley play, knew about, she says it. Uh, they played Truth or Dare. That's the first thing they, they oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. take off her duct tape. They have a little bit of a conversation. And they play Truth or Dare. There's a lot of slot shaming going on. Oh. Uh, very, like, she, the, the first thing is, like, she chooses Truth. And, um, and Luke is like, how many guys have you slept with? Mm-hmm. And they're ready to be like, ha, ha, ha. She's like, none. And he's like, as if. Ha, ha. But you are an attractive woman. You always have sex. You you had all those boyfriends and Jeremy was telling everybody that you guys slept together. And she's like, yeah, that's why we broke up. Yeah, because he was a liar. Yeah, because they didn't get together. We hate Jeremy. Uh, And then, yeah, so they play that. Yeah. And out of this, it comes out because she asks Luke. uh, Yeah. Well, there's also the horrible bit. It's probably the most disconcerting part of the film for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're playing through the day. She's again to reiterate. She's tied up. Yes. And um, oh, Gareth. Oh yeah, they do, a, right. they, they do a dare, and um, Luke's like, yeah, I choose dare, and then Gareth's like, I, I dare you to touch your tit, and then which um, is wrong on many, many, many oh, yeah. levels. Um, we don't need to explain to you all why this is wrong. Yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully, if we do, then uh, stop listening. We don't want you to listen. Maybe it's a ten-year-old or a twelve-year-old kid listening to this podcast. And in this case, I hope you learned something. Yeah, so hope you paused your porn this. for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, um, okay, grand. And then she, he goes to do it, and he's like, do you have a preference? Do you want me to touch your like, the left or the right or whatever? And she's just like, so disgusting. And so he touches, and they don't. The good thing they don't film it. Yeah. Like the camera is pointing behind her. Yes. Which is this thing of like good because yes. it would no, be, no, no, it would be terrible. If they, yeah, if they, if they, and it kind of struck me just because a lot of films would just film. Yeah, it. would just film it. Which, yeah, and with care. that kind of 
I it's it's that um the perspective it would create is like trying to make it seem as though this is bad, which it is, but they, yeah. by filming it, they're they're perpetuating it. Yeah, there would be two things that would come out of filming it. First, it would be just pure shock value of like yeah. looking at a twelve-year-old boy touching a woman's breast. Second of all, they'd have to actually film it, which would also probably yeah. be nice. And they don't film it. Well, exactly. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So it just kind of struck me, just because I suppose I'm used to films not giving a shit. Yeah. About um what the stuff they're putting out. Um, uh, and so, this film is very, at least trying to be very conscious it's of made it very consciously you. I think yeah. yeah Um. so you know he touches it and um, Garrett laughs at him because Luke gets a boner yeah Um. and you which know we also don't really see which is we don't see good, which is yeah. also yeah. yeah Um. and then Luke says uh, he like is then asking Ashley like how she liked it and it's just horrible yeah and Ashley says it felt like a little boy just filled me up mm-hmm she is great. She's great. Um, it's a terrible part. But yeah. yeah, from that we learned, because then she asked the truth from Luke, and we learned that Luke killed Garrett's hamster. Uh-huh. Um, Which is really the first sign of being... Um, yeah. The, if, you, the, if you kill an animal purposefully. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the sociopath. As a child, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely there's this, this kind of thing starting to creep up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess Ricky comes along. Is that mm-hmm. the part where he comes along? Yeah, I've written Ricky's a very good boy. Ricky is maybe the other character who's kind of okay in this film. Ricky is kind of a stupid teenage boy, but at least he is like he's probably the the most manly of the character. Like he's yeah. a kind of like he's a man in terms of like he seems to be put together well enough, or yeah. like he knows himself. And they do it well again. Where I think there's a lot of things that this film contrasts like the misogyny yeah. really, really nicely. Yeah. Where so he like comes to the door and knocks on it because <laughs> yeah. basically because Ashley had texted him and asked him to come over yeah that's apparently. what he says yeah that's what he says yeah apparently um and he turns up he's got flowers because they're having a fight I think their fight is just because she's moving and he's sad about it yeah which probably is, that's it yeah. these kind of things these kind of fights happen yeah very normal um you know and it's it, that's the thing is that you know um Luke is like but you're fighting so you're obviously and that, that's kind of the, where the romantic comedy thing sort of come, yeah. come into play is in the concept of what you learn from a romantic comedy. Yeah. It's like, but you're fighting, so why are you together? Yeah. And it's like, because that because happens you, sometimes. Yeah, because that's what um, you do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It'd be weird if you weren't fighting sometimes. Yeah. Um, but so they, he comes to the door, he's got flowers to kind of like apologize. Um, and he's like, knock on the door, he's like, let me in. And um, Luke is like, she doesn't want to talk to you. Um, and then he's like, she's got her period. And then, <laughs> or no, wait, that's before. No. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. yet. So he's yeah. like, she doesn't want to talk to you. Um, and then Ricky is like, can you just give her these flowers? And he's like, fine. And then um, Luke opens the door and Ricky just pushes Luke aside. <laughs> it's yeah. great. It's um, pretty great, yeah. yeah. Doesn't care. And um, then he's walking in and Luke is like, no, she's got her period. As if that's... And he thinks yeah. that that's going to make him go... Ugh. Yeah. It's like what 12-year-olds think that, you know... That Would are, turn that a boy the off. girls, yeah, are, yeah, do, like that are disgusting. I think Ew. he says she's got menstrual cramps. She's got cramps. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And, um, <laughs> Luke, and Ricky's like... Okay. And then Garrett adds that she has diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> and um, he's like, they're like, she's upstairs. And so he goes upstairs. So he's still not giving yeah, up. Yeah, Ricky's like, he's okay. Like, I don't care. Where are you? Yeah, and he's like, do you want me to get you some tampons? <laughs> Which stuff? is also funny. Yeah. And he's I mean, like, he's confused about this. He goes out and he's like, you want me to get you uh, tampons? <laughs> I feel like you could probably use tampons to help diarrhea. Like, yeah. Um, I don't want to, but. Do you think you could? Put put I don't tampon in your bum. Yeah, but that like just like a what plug. to block it? Yeah. 
I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, just get some medicine. Um, They'll probably just get it out of you, you know? Yeah, but anyway, so, I mean, the point is, <laughs> it's not, um, if you offer to get a girl tampons, uh, you're not a savior. You're just uh, being nice. Um, it's you know, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal, but you know, it's the whole. I mean, point it's like of... it's kind of funny because like the film, it's kind of used as a joke. Like it's not against Ricky. It's kind of nice that he asked. Oh no, yeah, it's that's also, what I mean. But also, it's kind of a joke that he's not really sure. Like he, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's funny. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's but it's good the point nature. is of him, yeah, like Luke acting as though her having a period is gonna get rid of Ricky. Yeah, and that's the point. It, we're yeah. just kind of learning that it's like yeah, no, they're in a relationship. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they're not just like together for they're not just like going out yeah, yeah they're you know in a relationship they, they're they comfortable with one another yeah. etc it's pretty normal yeah um and then luke hits ricky over the head with the baseball bat yeah it's pretty uh, weird <laughs> and then he does a little dance uh yeah that's the start of the home alone dancing stuff which is gonna be a home alone doesn't he dance in home alone isn't there a like a dancing scene in home kevin alone? yeah probably but this is more it's like the kind of creepy dancing yeah, it's sort of jokery. Yeah, well, it's he, like the one scene I've seen. Yeah, it's kind of nice, to, like, cause he thinks it's cool. Oh, it's Home Alone too. Oh yeah, that's Home Alone too. I'm sorry. There's like a party I scene can't you. where he has like cut out. Uh, is that Home Alone too? I think that's in the first one. Cause Home Alone two is the one where he's in a hotel that's lost in New York. Yeah. Donald Trump's in that. Yeah, because oh yeah, in Home Alone two, he he builds this thing where he I'm watching it right now where he pretends the that there's a party. Uh, to trick the wet bandits, and he like uses a lot of yeah figures and stuff, and stuff. Yeah, cutouts and stuff. Yeah. That's he's on kinda a train track. Yeah. He's kind of dancing. Okay, whatever. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So he hits him over the head on with a baseball bat, and lo and behold, we have now two people tied up to chairs with duct tape. Over no, hands. Ricky is okay. Yeah, Ricky gets up. Oh yeah, sorry. You're gonna describe the whole scene. Yeah, he doesn't successfully hit, like knock yeah. him out completely. Ricky gets up, and he's like. You know, I guess yeah. tackles them to the ground or whatever. And there's a pencil that the mom so that so there's this thing where the mom sticks a pencil between yeah, the door jam, the door, door handle, and like the uh, how do you the, call that? The I don't know the, the side of the door. Whatever. The, yeah, the paneling of yeah, the door. Yeah, paneling um, of the door. So, and it's basically that if he sleepwalks, that'll the pencil will break and they'll know that he slept sleepwalked. Like it's like yeah, it's gonna fall down on the floor. Yeah, and it's it's not the, it's not like it's preventative. It's more so them because you know you need to yeah. keep track of sleepwalking. Yeah, you need to know. Yeah. Um, um, but she hides it. She doesn't want him to know. Yeah. Um. So she hides it under the carpet in front of the door, yeah. which is a weird decision. Yeah. But so. Well, he knows. Luke. Yeah, he knows. Luke gets dropped to the, the floor. Ricky picks up the, or Rick, and so they're like kind of tussling. Then Luke picks up the pencil and jabs it in Ricky's face. Yeah. Um, and then that I guess makes Ricky like ow and then he hits him in the back of the head really hard yeah, with the like, baseball bat again. yeah Garrett comes in and he's got like a shotgun yeah it's a bunch of stuff happening it's not that important no so yeah and now we're uh, there again it's Ricky tied to a chair and uh, Ashley tied to the chair with duct tape and um, yeah so what pretty much is going on now is that Ashley's trying to escape they're having a little conversation she has a little bit of uh, glass yeah, we learned that we learned that Luke um, is the one that invited Ricky with Ashley's phone. Yes, that's true. We and which that. Garrett didn't know, and Garrett's yes. like, "What?" So it's like you're 
Yeah, Garrett is starting to get like Luke's oh, gathering yeah. victims. Yeah, yeah. Luke basically. is setting something up, and Garrett does not realize how big the thing that's being set up yeah. is. And then we learn that he killed the hamster on purpose. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what's going on here? And what's going on here is a pretty elaborate fucking piece of uh-huh. work. Garrett starts smoking some weed, which is a good way to cope with yeah, the situation. Yeah, Garrett is trying to chill out with some weed. Uh, he makes Ricky. They make Ricky smoke the weed, and it goes through the hole in his face. Yeah, and they laugh at it. Yeah, it's but very they're. Funny. But they're like, because of, and this is again, it's the hint of like, yeah. Luke is trying to set up yeah. a crime scene at this stage. Yes. Um, And so he, and because there's weed in the house, yeah. he, and his mom's going to give out to him. <laughs> he needs the weed to be in Ricky's system as proof. Yeah, definitely. So, so they're like trying needs- to... Not like smother him, but they're trying to like make him keep his mouth shut, yeah. just make the weed go into his system. Uh, also, Ricky refuses the weed. He's like, I don't fuck with this shit. Which yeah. is another point of like Ricky being like a guy who like at least has his priority. Like you know, he knows who he is in terms of like that's the most manly thing that happens in this film. I think where Ricky's like, no, I don't, I don't do it. And he says mm-hmm. no, and he like refuses. Say no to drugs until. No, I mean it's fine to smoke weed. It's just like you know, he he made a. Uh, decision he sticks with it you know mm-hmm. that's a that's something you should do as a person and uh yeah so he only smokes the weed at gunpoint where there's a gun mm. uh, <laughs> stuck to it so anyways which is i think fair yes <laughs> um a bunch of other things happen they talk about things but what happens next is um the home alone bit yes which is they they literally call it home aloneing mm-hmm. which is a verb they use mm-hmm uh, and that's a literal reference to Home Alone, the film. Uh, earlier in the film, we hear um, uh, Garrett and Luke arguing a little bit over whether uh, the scene in Home Alone, where who gets hit with the pink? One of the wet bandits. I think it's I think it's Joe Pesci. Yeah. So one of the wet bandits. Uh, is, this is the trap where uh, trap where Kevin um, throws a bucket of paint. It's on a string. On a string from, like, the... From the banister. From the banister. And it hits Joe Pesci and he, like, kind of goes uh, back. Mm-hmm. Like, it just pushes him yeah. backwards. And they have a discussion whether that would actually happen in real life. Mm-hmm. So now Luke... Scientifically. Said, yeah, scientifically, whether it's proven. So Luke is like, now we have Ricky tied to this chair. We're going to try it for real. He doesn't even say it. He just starts doing it. Uh-huh. They just put Ricky underneath the banister. He called the banister. Yeah. And just Luke goes upstairs and fucking throws a uh, a can and it misses Ricky just a little bit. Narrowly misses him. Narrowly misses him. And Garrett is like, at this point, he's like, what the fuck? No, please don't do that. He's and like, what are you when you nearly yeah. hit him? This is the point where everybody's against Luke now. Ricky's very scared, which is a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. Ashley's very upset. Oh, yeah. Uh, she gets to... Uh, she she uh, When they leave, she starts working on her Yeah, so she's trying to piece of glass because... Yeah. Oh, we missed this. Um, Luke tried to roofie her. Yeah, yeah. Um, he so he got like... Li- he, had, he, he had liquid roofie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, liquid rohypnol. Is, it's called, yeah. The drug is called rohypnol. Yeah. Um, and he puts it... He tries to put it in some rum. Yeah. He does put it in some rum. Yeah. And the, the idea is he's going to give it to her and she's going to forget everything. Yeah. Um, but then she headbutts it. Yeah, goes headbutts to the ground. it. And then so that's where she's gotten the glass. Yeah, and she got a little bit of glass from that, so she starts cutting through the duct tape. And uh, mm. the boys are having a conversation about doing the home alone bit, uh, with Garrett being like, no, and Ricky being like, mm-hmm. please, like, listen, man, like, I, I didn't do anything to you. Like, he's like, like trying to rationalize this situation mm-hmm. where somebody wants to throw a 
Pain Pain Canada, Canada for no reason because he didn't do anything and like he doesn't understand, which is fair. And Garrett doesn't understand either, really. Yeah. Um, they have a and also discussion. at this stage, Garrett is high. Yeah, Garrett so is I'm high. even more stressed, I would imagine. Uh, Ricky is like, get me out of this man. He says that to Garrett. And Garrett's like, okay, but he doesn't do anything. Like he, he says That's he's going to get him out of it, but he doesn't. Yeah. And then there's also a little conversation where Ricky's like, why do you hang out with this dude? Like, that's the thing that he asks Garrett. And Garrett's like, he's my friend. And, and Ricky's like, well, no, no, I don't know about that. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure that's true. Which is a great point. It's There's a good like, assessment. You don't really need any more. That's like three lines of dialogue. And it's pretty spot on, you know? Uh-huh. That's the uh, film in summary. Yeah. So, but Luke is not easily persuaded. Ashley runs to the room. She manages to kind of uh, get off all the... Uh, all the pieces of duct tape, except like one on her arm, I think. So she still has the she chair. She has the chair stuck to her. Stuck to her, but she manages to get to the banister. But at this point, Luke is already upstairs and he's got the can in his hand. Yeah, what what's what did they miss? We missed um we missed the fact that Ricky peed himself, which is yet another yeah, not... yet another person peeing in a yeah that's true family. Uh, Ricky did pee himself uh, earlier. Um, it's kind of sad. It's more more sad than anything mm. else. I think it's mostly been sad. And mostly when it's someone's sad. peed themselves. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's quite explosive when uh, uh, Reagan does it. When Reagan does it, it's not sad. It's not. It's Puzazu. Uh, Pizazu. <laughs> although that poor priest is pretty scared. Yeah. Um, so Ashley comes in and everybody's like, don't throw the can. And he does. Mm-hmm. And it explodes Ricky's head. Yes. Ricky's head explodes. We don't see it. We see it from the back we kind of see a little bit of it it's just it's literally a snippet you don't see a lot of it the paint yeah. is yellow it's got yellow paint inside so you kind of see this spread it mixes with it yeah of, of blood and the yellow paint uh kind of around especially on garrett who's like standing right next to it yeah uh but you don't see the head exploding it's no. not a fun moment no. it's not a fun moment that's the it's point not it's, it's not like a tarantino film yeah, where exactly. all the violence is like fun yeah it's it's you know it's very much like yeah. this has happened. Yes. You're not gonna see it because it's, it's very not, silent after it happens. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like the point of this is that it's horrible. Yeah. And it's done in a, not done in a fun way, but it's like the the film itself is supposed to be in some way, I would say, fun maybe. Not That's, fun, but like it's yes. it's not a it's not one of those like this is a pure horror film. You know, it's yes, it's got like comedy. it's listed as a comedy horror film. Yeah. Which I think it's more it's, har- neither, it's more the horror really. than comedy. It's more yeah. thriller. It's really like it, I would say it's a horror film. It's probably is the scariest film we've watched so far for me, just because it's so personal. Like it feels like I feel like mm. it personally attacks me. Yeah. For good reason. But it's like yeah, it feels like it's the scariest one because it's like oh I can identify with this in a lot of ways, and the thing that it portrays is actually scary. Yeah. But it's not a horror film in, in terms of yeah, it's not gory. It's not. Mm. It's got a bunch of jump scares in the beginning, but that's just to throw you off of what's happening. The jump scares. Yeah. And entirely after the first act, they don't do it anymore. They don't care. Yeah, I think it's that thing of heart. Like for me, it's not the scariest one we've seen because for me, yeah. classing something for me like a, I love slasher films because of the adrenaline they give me. I'm yeah. not necessarily. I like having a jump scare. Yeah. And I like being frightened, but I don't necessarily class it as the film itself being scary for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, a scary something, a film that scares me. Yeah. Is like. Is like a is the more like supernatural kind of films. Gotcha, gotcha. Monster yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they will stick with me and I'll yeah. lie in bed and be like, who, who, who. Whereas a slasher kind of film, you know, serial killer films, I enjoy them more. Yeah. They make me more excited. Gotcha. But it's but not I'm necessarily, necessarily scary. scary. Mm-hmm. But at no. the same time, they're scarier in a sense of like, say, like Scream. 
Yeah. I would watch it compared to say like the con I've never actually seen the conjuring. But yeah. like the conjuring where it's like I can picture the events of Scream happening to myself yeah. more so than I could picture the conjuring. Yeah. The conjuring because yeah. it's supernatural. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean I hope that the events of Scream does not happen to me. Um hope not but you know in in that it's kind not, of scream is very 90s i don't think it happened well anymore. yeah true but you know it's it's that thing of like slasher films there's always they're very much more like realistic yeah definitely not uh, that one is better than the other just yeah. i think for what stays as scary for me yeah for me i don't really like i get that point and like i enjoy both like i but when i watch a, a supernatural film i don't think i'm i find it scary it's also exciting to me just as a slasher film. What I find scary is stuff that kind of like rubs me settle, on the inside. You. Yeah, rubs you on the inside. Rubs me, rubs me up. No, no, it's just <laughs> stuff that I feel like personally affects me, or is pers- or like that I can uh, relate to. That's also uh, like a real life scary thing. That's usually like an everyday thing, like misogyny, mm-hmm. or in terms of David Cronenberg films. I'm always scared of all the mutation disease stuff because it feels very, even though some of the stuff is supernatural, it's always very body related. And it's always yeah. like there's something wrong with your body. And mm. I find that very frightening that there's something wrong with my body, like in terms of diseases. I find possession quite scary because it's about relationships and how you think about that. And like, you know, it's stuff like that. I find that the most scary stuff that kind of. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't, like, you know, The Exorcist is kind of scary, but it's scary for a while, then I forget about it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's a supernatural thing that happens in the film that I'm like, for a moment, I have this moment, like, I have 20 minutes in the evening being like, oh, is supernatural stuff real? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't find The Exorcist scary anymore. You, you, I think you we went me, through it. Yeah, we went through it. I feel like for me... You exercise it. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I think, I mean, it sounds kind of horrible. But um, mm. older horror films, I find it hard for them to scare me because a lot of the yeah. time they're just... A lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah atmosphere-wise and the way they're done, I mm-hmm. think they're just better now. Okay. Uh, I disagree. I find... I find well, a... fuck you. I mean, yeah, but that's maybe because <laughs> I just... I think about it differently because, yeah, it's not... It's not the film itself that scares me. It's what's underneath the film. Mm. That's what gets me, usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this thing is scary to me because... Mm. Yeah, because it feels personal. Mm. But there's no... None of the... Um, like, it's... It's exploitative as a film, but it's not exploitative in a way that you would expect from a slasher film or something like that. Yeah, I think it's it's just... It's done very well. I yeah, think. it's just... Yeah, somebody thought about it. Especially in terms of violence, I think it's handled very well. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because the violence is not nice. It's not there to make you feel good. It's not fun. Uh, it happens and there's a long silence. Uh, and you feel bad. Yeah. It's not cool. Even though it could be cool. Mm. They could make it in a cool way. They don't. Yeah. Uh, but I think in terms of the... Like we talked about... The, you were talking about how this is like a comedy, a horror, like stuff in between. I think it's got this little drive of adrenaline from the slasher films. Mm-hmm. And it tries to make you like play along with the game of like who's going to win, where's it going to go. Uh, which is the most like thrillery part about this. The rest is just making you feel unsettled and sad with all the misogyny with mm-hmm. a little bit of comedy so that you can actually watch it and so that Universal bites it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, so Ricky's dead Ricky's dead um, and it's quite and Ashley's very upset understandably so Garrett is very upset yeah and, uh, and then Ricky Lu- or Luke says you killed him by smoking pot in the house weed kills uh, <laughs> before that Luke goes down the stairs and he laughs 
Uh, yeah. He laughs because he's like, oh, I didn't... Look at this. See, I proved it. It's going to kill a man. And mm-hmm. he laughs like he just made a funny thing or like yeah. he proved something or like yeah. he did a Mythbusters episode that worked out. He did refer to Mythbusters. He does? He says, I'm going to do it Mythbusters style. Yeah. Or something like that. And uh, he's so pleased with himself. It's crazy. This mm-hmm. is the sociopath part because yeah. he doesn't... Like, there's clearly no signs of empathy or anything in mm-hmm. this. And he goes down the stairs and he laughs and Ashley's like... Why are you laughing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody responds in the phone. No. Because there's nothing to say. No. And then... <sighs> we At some point before this, Luke has made Ashley... Or he has done it. I can't remember. He gets Jeremy, the ex-boyfriend, to yeah. come over. Yes. So at this point, this is where Jeremy is out. So I like Jeremy. Besides the fact he's horrible. He's, Jeremy, he's funny. He's kind of a little yeah. bit of a comic relief character. So. Yeah, so Jeremy is the guy who Ashley went out with earlier. He's that's a only, Yeah, who's a douchebag because he's told everybody that they slept together while they, they did not. Also, he's wearing a snapback yeah. with dollar signs on it and drinking beer while, um, while um, what's the word? While, like, sighting himself up in the car. Yes. He's also played by Dacray Montgomery. Who's that? Um, he is another Australian man. Mm-hmm. He plays Billy from Stranger Things. Um, Billy is the brother of um, Max. I won't say anything else about him because it'll be spoilery. But he is also a douchebag in Strange Things, but has oh. a mullet. And I'll show you him. He has he he looks completely different. He has a mullet yeah, and a mustache. Maybe that's like maybe I don't even think. Wow. Oh. Um, I'll show you. I would not have thought that he's in there. He's a very handsome man. Oh, did um, I just miss a bunch of stuff in my nose? This is him. Oh yeah, that's him. Oh, he plays Jeremy. That's him. Yeah. Oh, he looks I, I so didn't see. He's only in season uh, three, right? And I he's just in, saw no, two bit. and three, but he's mostly in three. Yeah, mostly three. Yeah. But yeah, he's um he looks completely different in Stranger Things. In this, he's got no facial hair. He's wearing a cap. Yeah. Very different. Very handsome man. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's that's him. Yeah. So Jeremy gets he's called great. over. There's also another scene where they call Jeremy over, and uh, Jeremy comes over because he. Uh, yeah, still wants to fuck Ashley, I guess. I guess that's his thing. Yeah. Um, Jeremy is not as cool as Ricky. I agree. But there's like there's some kind of No, he's not as war. nice as Ricky. But yeah. he's... Yeah, he's kind of... I think there's very much a thing of like... He was being... We don't know when they went out, number one. Yeah. You know, he could have... I mean, he's still definitely a douchebag. Yeah. But maybe he's learned a little bit yeah. from his mistakes. But it seems like... I don't think that there was ever... Especially because they didn't have sex. Yeah. So I don't think... It, I think they were going out and they generally, you know, got along. Because I think oh, she yeah, even, said, was, she like, even yeah. said there was good sides of Jeremy when she was yeah, talking definitely. about it. Like, yeah, there's Luke. no... It's not like they demonize either. He's not like a yeah, guy who comes over nice. he's the worst or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah he's okay. He's, he, he definitely, you know... I think he de- there's definitely a thing where he has feelings for her. Oh, definitely. You know, it's it's not like... It's not like he was just in it for sex considering they weren't having any. Yeah, but also like there's a thing about him that's quite sexual like he feels i think he wants sex now or at least when oh he yeah appears for in the sure film. it's um yeah, yeah i mean he... the scene in the car we're in act three now uh by the way i think there was a black screen somewhere and uh ashley's now tied up to a couch using With christmas, christmas lights. lights um garrett is hanging out by a couch right next to her very upset yeah having a breakdown yeah and then the jeremy stuff happens so jeremy arrives with that first scene where he's in where he psychs himself up in the car which is a comedy scene mm-hmm. it's comic relief we've just seen yeah. ricky die but it's also like um like he is kind of 
that's weird. Yeah, he, he's a douchebag. Yeah, he's douchey. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best. There's no, and we're we're not supposed to think he's not a douchebag, yeah. but I think definitely there's the warm side of him. Yeah. And he arrives, and he's told to go around the back. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch of things around the back, like we see the contraption they use yeah. to like shoot the or not, not shoot the um have the brick go yeah. into a window. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Like it's just yeah explaining what happened earlier. Not very important for the film, but anyways, yeah, Jeremy comes over. And uh, Luke has a whole scenario for him. Luke pretty much... And I, I was able to... T- I wrote it down. Like, it's you're kind of able to tell straight away. Yeah. Luke makes Jeremy write a suicide note. Yeah. Like, you can see... that, And what he's saying is, write down, like... Write down an apology for... For, for, for Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, it's like, she um, doesn't want to see... He, she's inside the house. Mm-hmm. But before you go in, she wants you to apologize. So write yeah. down in this notebook. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you kind of... You can you know at this point we're we're very much in the brain of Luke in the sense yeah. that you can you know what cogs are turning. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's creating a scenario. He's got Ricky is dead and also he's got the weed in his system to excuse the weed uh, in the house. Yeah. Um which is purely so he doesn't get in trouble with his mum. Um he's got Ashley in yeah. bits and then next he's like, Okay, now I need Jeremy because Jeremy's gonna be the one who's killed yeah. Ricky as yeah. the, in, in an act of jealousy. Yes. So it's, it's, you know, there's a very clear thing. Like, yeah, he sets up this whole movie-like uh, scenario yeah. that, that happened. and that, He sets up a crime scene. Yeah, he sets up a crime scene and he thinks it's going to work. And maybe, you know, you never know. But, like, he, he thinks that... It would have worked. Yeah, because it's like, a, yeah, that's how the police would have fought. Yeah. And that's how he saw it in films where stuff so, works out that way. So, yeah. And we know that he's... We know that none of this is on a whim. You know, like, yeah. we know he hasn't accidentally done one thing or another because he's yeah. caught this end a lot. Definitely. Yeah, so he very, gets... Yeah. He gets his, like, sit on... I think it's a lawnmower. Or it's like some kind of yeah. a vehicle out the back. He yeah. sits on that. He ties up. Because um, Jeremy's sitting on a swing. Yes. Like a rope swing uh, stuck to... Or hanging on a tree. That's right. And he wraps. So he somehow, he, like, pushes Jeremy in a way that he falls forward. And the, like, rope is around his neck. Yeah. And then he starts driving... The lawnmower. The lawnmower. So that it's... It just... It hangs. Yeah. Uh, so he basically... Jeremy. yeah. Jeremy kind of hangs himself with the, uh, the, the the swing. Yeah. Uh, and that's also upsetting. Uh, but there mm-hmm. is like a Christmas song playing in the background and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you see the note that he wrote lying right next to him as he's mm-hmm. hanging from the tree. Right before he dies, he says, oh, it's like fucking Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, road, the note just says, I'm so sorry, uh, Ashley. Um, I did a stupid thing. Please take me back or something like that. I think, yeah, I think it's like, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Yeah. So, um, so I love you or something. I love you, yeah. Something like I that. Love and you. it says Ashley on it. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's not as good as Shakespeare, Jeremy. No. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I Jeremy's... mean, you did a great job, but... Jeremy's not fully aware of uh, poetry. Yeah. <laughs> or the works of uh, famous uh, anyway. theater writers. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Playwrights. Playwrights. Sorry, that's what I wanted that's to say. Uh, <clears throat> so, Jeremy's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke is having a grand old time killing people and setting this thing up. Mm-hmm. This is like this is where you are actually like, oh, this is very sociopathic. This yeah, the like... next part that happens is this before. So the next yeah, part so that it kind of happens, happens is... in the like in for the... me the most upsetting. Okay, so what happens is so, while yeah. this is all happening and Luke is kind of busy taking care of Jeremy, uh, Ashley is talking to Garrett, and Garrett is like having second thoughts because he just saw a man brutally murdered in front of him. And home Alone style. Home Alone style. He, <laughs> he saw a man being home alone for real. Yeah. And now Garrett is like uh, freaking out, but also doesn't want to 
go against Luke because he's afraid he's going to go to prison and all that kind of stuff. Very normal things for to think in that kind of moment. So they have a conversation. Is that the part that's upsetting to you? Where Ashley's mm, talking? No. Because no. okay. Ashley's talking to Garrett and she convinces him basically to help her escape. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a nice scene together where they say a bunch of interesting things. And that's also the scene where kind of Garrett is like not being fully excused, I, I think, for what he's doing. Because Garrett is... Even though he's not as evil as Luke, he's also a creepy little boy. Yeah, but I think it's it is that thing of it's showing the difference of like being a creepy little boy, but yeah. also just like listen, he's a freaking he's a twelve year old. This is just unfortunate. It's not nice, yeah. but it's what a lot of twelve year old boys are like. It's yeah. the difference of him just kind of being a bit of a dope, having these yeah. horrible teenage boy thoughts, whereas yeah. Luke puts those horrible yeah, yeah. teenage boy definitely, thoughts definitely, into yeah. action. Um, but yeah, she basically convinces him that Luke doesn't care about him as a friend. And that, which is correct, yeah, which is right, <laughs> which is correct. Like Ashley is, you know, an intelligent woman, and you know she knows what's going on. She's good at like figuring this thing out. And she talks to Garrett, and uh, Garrett actually he says, "I'm sorry." I think to her, I think he apologizes. I think, so. I think he apologizes, and then he gives her a kiss on the cheek, and she clearly does not enjoy the kiss on the cheek. Yeah, the kiss on the cheek was not nice. Uh, which kind of gives me that vibe of he said I'm sorry, but he still does a thing like this. So it's yeah, not... he still doesn't understand. Yes, it's uh, life. It's weird. Yeah. So what happens is Luke comes in and sees that Garrett is helping Ashley escape, and he kills Garrett with a shotgun. So he gets the shotgun and he shoots Garrett, and then which is weird. Like even for like you know you don't expect that to happen. No. I guess not in that way. Yeah. It's very brief and quick. And... He says something like "I told you not to touch her" or something. Yeah. And he you. shoots her, and then he like falls back against the. The table. The table. This is what's the most upsetting part of the film. For yeah, me. that's so the Garrett's part where... like, because Garrett again is a twelve-year-old boy. Yeah, he's a twelve-year-old boy. He's now falling. He's on like the dining table floor or the dining yeah. the dining table floor, the it's dining room the, floor, yeah, the dining room floor. Um, yeah. And he's like, "You shot me," and he's like, "Bleeding." He's bleeding yeah. from his mouth. I yeah. guess this is the science of being shot. I don't know. I don't know. It's, he's um, bloody anyway. He's bloodied, and um, and he's just like looking at Luke, and he's so upset. Yeah, and, and he's he says, like, he says, "I'm dying." I'm dying. Yeah, I yeah. will die. It was so. All of his this. dialogue made me so upset. It's a very um, sad scene. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm dying." It's also very well acted. Ed, it's so Ed well doing, done. That's doing great. Good job, Ed. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna be someone. Uh, yeah, and what's oh, the other guy? And Levi, which is he's Luke. been in no. the. I just remembered. Um, Levi's also really good. Yeah, he's also very good. But Ed is uh, in Paul Na- Dano's Danos Paul Dano Dano. Dano? Paul Dan- I call him Paul Dano. Paul Dano's, Dano's first film. Uh, <gasps> it's called Wildlife. Okay. It's pretty. <laughs> I don't like that film very much. But oh. it's got uh, Jay Gyllenhaal and Carrie Mulligan and Ed Oxenbold Ed. in his, in the main uh, part, and he's oh, great nice. in that. Very good. He's very good. But um, uh, he also kind of looks like Paul Dano. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Similar kind similar of, kind of yeah. face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he is just kind of being sad yeah. and being like, I'm dying. And then Luke is like screaming at him and then he shoots him in the face and just as he's shooting him in the face, Garrett says, I want my mom. I want my but mom. But he's cut off saying yeah, mom. He wants, he he wants to say, I, I think he wants to like say something to his mom or like there's definitely something. I, I, the way I watched it this time was like, oh, he wants... For his mom to know something or like it doesn't matter because it's cut off but mm-hmm. it's very upset it's very sad like like yeah luke doesn't even let him say that no i think he was just gonna say i want my mom maybe he was gonna say that yeah that's what maybe I you're know. right yeah maybe but it was right. but it's just so it's that thing of being like he's a child yeah, yeah yeah you know and then he gets shot in the face and it's very sad uh and then luke says look what you made me do yeah and he's screaming and he's like really psychotic at this stage 
but he's not upset because he's his not, best he's, friend died. He's no, just no, annoyed. He's, he's, no, exactly. He's annoyed. He's screaming and he's pissed off about it. But then he says, he was starting to annoy me anyway. Yeah, and then he says, he started to annoy me anyway. Which and, is crazy. Yeah. And then at this point, Luke starts to express, like, why he's doing all this. Yes. So he's Well, at like, this point, Ashley has lost interest because Ashley's she's Ashley's just like, sitting there. She's kind of just, sub- like, she's, um, she's sub- submissed to the... Yeah. Submitted to the situation. She's like, this is whatever. I'm she knows at this point that everything's set up anyway and yeah. that she will die. Yeah. You know, before there was kind of a thing of like, oh, this is just a stupid teenager. Yeah. I can talk reason to him. Yeah. And then... It's at, at least case. that's what the film makes you think like, oh... At the start. Yeah, it yeah. makes yeah, it makes us think that at the start yeah, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts to express that his mom stopped tucking him in. And Ashley says she knows why. And we, we never, never find, find out, out what why. the why is. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to make it up. Yeah, that's the... I like, want to know what she had to say. Um, he it's wants her to say it, yeah. but she doesn't say it. Yeah, he, she does and he's like, she just closes her eyes and kind of lies well, that's there. The, yeah, that's the point where Luke kind of starts talking about his mom and how she stopped tucking him in. And the mom thing really comes into play. And um, yeah, the, the whole thing about his mom not tucking him in anymore, I guess that would be puberty hitting. Or that... She realizes that he's a douchebag. Yeah. Something like that. Assumably. Him being a douchebag, I think, comes directly or like is caused by puberty or the way he hits puberty or the way that what happens to him at that point. Yeah. Because it's clearly like sexual and related to him growing up and all that kind of stuff. This is where the bad thing happens. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, puberty is just a thing that happens to everybody. It's not bad per se, but. The, the way we built it out, I guess, in society, which kind of goes back to our discussion, is as this evil thing. And it is evil in a lot of ways, I guess, now. But Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's what she what means when she says, I know exactly why she stopped. Mm-hmm. But doesn't want to explain it to Luke because she doesn't want to give him that satisfaction. Because I think Luke wants her to kind of jump out at him and call him all those things. And he can ignore it and feel good about himself anyway. Yeah. Which Pretty is much. what incels do, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then he stabs her with a knife. Yeah, in the neck. Uh, and it's I wrote down penetration. Yeah, it's because it's very much that kind of. Yeah, it's very thing. sexual. Yeah. Um, but he just kills her. Yeah. Um, and then, and then he plays the remote. And you're like, what's gonna happen now? Yeah, he killed everybody. And then he plays the Ramones, dances around the house, and cleans up. Like, he did a great job. I mean, he doesn't clean yeah, up. Like, he, he sets up the crime scene. Like, he, he takes all the stuff that doesn't kind of match. And... Uh, does a big old cleaning scene. Yeah, there's a little dancing cleaning scene with the Ramon song. Um, he, um... He... Basically, he's starting to perfect the crime scene. Yeah. Um. So, he, like... He's tracking his family on an app. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, like, things like Find My iPhone. It's, I guess, yeah. a similar app. Yeah. There's a lot of really advanced ones now that kids have. Mm. Um. There's, like, the kid, adults use, like track their children yeah, yeah, yeah um but the sorry i was just reading over the order yeah that's fine you I can just it. order it. no i've ordered okay, um and he he's like dancing around the house it's very much like it's like home alone but yeah but in the kind of thing of it's like but he's horrible he's a terrible um, boy and he's tracking his family to like make sure he has the right time um and then he basically gets, he's, so he's cleaned everything, he gets up to his room, and then he needs to get the pencil on the door mm-hmm. that his mum thinks he never left the room. It's very smart. Um, 
but he realizes that he can't do that. Yeah, so possible. it's not really smart. It's smart that he has the initiative to do it, yeah. but he can't actually do it. Yeah. So he has to go into, he needs to close the door, put the pencil in, and then go climb. I guess it's his parents' room or something. Climb yeah. out the window and climb and into go his own roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But when he does that, like the parents are arriving home. Yes. And um. Then it's there's a kind of a funny scene where he's there's like they've got two like reindeer and yeah. like handy canes on yeah. the. I think it's like the awning. Is what it's called. Okay. Above the door. Yeah. Um, it's similar to awning anyway. Yeah. Um, and he like knocks something over, and then the parents arrive home, and the lights, and you've got the deer and him, and there's the headlights. It's quite yeah, funny. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, and then that's kind of it. He gets, he manages to get into his bed. He takes a sleeping pill because his mom's been giving him sleeping pills. Yep. Um, and he runs in and he gets into bed. Yeah. Then, then he forgets that he is also supposed to put the the machine on that makes the sounds. Oh yeah. So we could puts that on. Fetus. Uh. He hears as his mother and father go into the house. Screaming. You see just the screams. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. He smiles and pretends to sleep. Yeah. And the mom goes into the room and he's like, She's oh. like screaming like, where's Luke? Or yeah, something where's like Luke? That. And she goes in and she sees him. And he gets that good old hug he was looking yeah, for gets, all along. And he wakes up fake and is like, what's yeah. happening? Oh no. What's going on? You mean someone was murdered? Yeah, and out the door you see lovely... And then he wakes up the audience. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him a little kiss. Um, the, you see Patrick Warburton, lovely crunk, at, who has the best voice ever, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's got um, You see him out the, win- out the window, at yeah. the door, like, talking to the police. Yeah. And he's clearly really shaken up as well. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. And he's, you know, talking... He's doing the... I guess the dad thing. He's talking to the police. He's They're talking to the police about calling Garrett's parents. Yeah, he's being. I was. I think he says something. He's like, I was just talking to Garrett's dad yeah. yesterday. Like it's that. Jesus it's the whole. It's, it's just the terrible. whole like horrible effects of everything. So sad. So sad. Um, and then we hear this one's still alive. <laughs> and you're like, and Luke what? Is like, what? Oops. And I mean, at this stage, I was like, oh, good, because I was like. Ashley's death was really anticlimactic. Yeah, definitely. And it's just kind you know of, you're like because yeah. it's it's that thing where you're watching and you're like wait he wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you don't get want this him thing to win. Of, yeah, that's that would be a bit much. Yeah. Shit. Um, and we learn that she put duct tape. Yeah. Over her neck to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Smart lady. Smart lady, and she's okay. And then it's excellent. And we see her. Uh, Luke looks outside the window, she's and she's she's on a stretcher being taken to an ambulance. And just as she goes into the ambulance, she sees him in the window and she gives him the finger. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It's excellent. And that's great. And I mean, she's barely alive, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, she's probably very, very dead. If but she, she dies, does she'll the... probably get to tell the police first anyway. Yeah, she, she's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think the film place is going to be okay. And now is the moment where the film should end. <laughs> but it doesn't, unfortunately. Because... You get the first credits rolling with the director and Wait, the is there a bit after? Yes, have you not seen it? That's actually better if you haven't seen it. Because the bit after is not cool. Oh. There's uh, the credits rolling, and after like 5-10 seconds, you really turn it off very quickly. Uh, there's another little scene in the bedroom where Luke turns around and he says to his mom, Oh, I think we should maybe go to the hospital to check out Ashley or if she's okay or something like that. Implying that he's going to go and try to work something out there. Yeah, which is weird because it undermines that cool fuck you moment at the end of the film itself. Mm. And that, yeah, that's not nice. I wish they didn't put that in. I didn't see that bit. It's weird. I really did. I I thought I like skimmed through the credits just in case and I guess I dismissed it. It's very short. It's literally a few seconds of film that really they didn't need to do, I think. Mm. It's kind of... I know it's kind of supposed to be that wink wink maybe there's something more going but 
that undermines the victory of Ashley. Yeah. And you don't want that in this film because mm. Luke is so terrible. It's such a terrible boy. We hate him. We hate him. I hate everything about Luke. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Boo. 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 Luke. It's the end of the film, though. We did it. We, we did it. We went through it. Wow. It's just, just under three hours. But yeah, of this. I really recommend watching it. If yeah, you haven't already, if you've if you've gone through this and watched it and not watched it, I feel like you're probably really sad. Yeah, because we you missed it. it. Yeah, but I cannot thank Mache enough for how much he um enforced the don't watch don't read anything about yeah, it yeah that's because it wouldn't one. have been the same and that's why it was also great as a surprise film at the horror town you know that's yeah, exactly the so. kind of film you want to watch as a surprise yeah film. you want to know absolutely nothing about yeah, it yeah definitely so that was great um i'm glad you liked the film i was uh, i was a bit scared no, uh, I liked it. but it's great that you liked it that's the kind of film i like yes it does it, it is a little bit but also at the same time it's, it's hard to watch and upsetting so that's kind of. I think different. it's upsetting more for you than it is for yeah, me. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, it's I'm more, not being presented with an image of myself. <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Abby. Yeah. The film. Better watch out. Yeah. That's the film. Yeah. Fuck Hans Kill. Go. Okay, I'm gonna fuck um, Robert Lerner, uh, who is Patrick Warburton, the dad. Yeah. Okay, I love fair him. Enough. I love him. I think he's funny and cheeky. Yes. I think he's a bit of a problem, but it's okay. Yes. Uh, he's also one of the few of age people in the film. That is true. Um, There's not a lot of people you can no, fuck here. But I do think I would um, still. He's my choice. He would be my choice anyway. Yes. Um, okay. Because I fancy him. Okay. That's um, fair enough. Then I'm going to haunt Garrett. Okay. Because um, he. Ne- or no, I'll haunt. Hmm. Do I haunt Garrett or do I haunt Luke? Oh, I don't know. I'll haunt Which Garrett. One do you want? You've because got I'm a like, haunt Garrett. look okay. what you've done. Yes. You went okay. along with yeah. it, you idiot. Yeah. Um, okay. You okay. need to suffer. And then I'm going to kill Luke because he's a horrible boy. Yeah, because you have he to deserves kill him. to die. Yeah. It's kind of... It's really, he should die in this film. Somehow. He should. I think it's it's almost better that he doesn't, though, because he's like, oh, I'm going to get away with it. If he died, he would probably get away yeah, with it. Yeah, like, in a like way. Like, if, yeah. if Ashley killed him or something, yeah. he would get away with it. She would yeah. probably end up in trouble. Yeah, but the thing is... You, yeah. Him being alive, it's like, oh, Maybe all he wanted was his mom to love him again, and now she's going to really hate him. Hopefully, yes. Fingers crossed. Which is maybe worse than death, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, that's fine. That's good. Mache. Yes. The film Fuck Fuck. The film Fuck Fuck <laughs> Well, maybe the one day there's going to be a film version of this uh, podcast. Is there ever been a film made out of a podcast? I don't think so. Well, they did. Uh, Kevin Smith made a film out of the podcast when he made Tusk, where they uh, had this whole thing. It's not even worth it. He did make a film out of a podcast. He okay. recorded And it's... Not very good. Who would have thought? Kevin Smith not make good film. He made great films back in. I don't like him. I don't trust that man at all. Uh, I like Kevin Smith, but yeah, he's been on a down for a long time. Interesting. Haven't seen the reboot yet. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. I was supposed to see it, and then I was too tired. But uh, I'm gonna see it when it's out. Okay. (laughs) When it's like on streaming, because yeah, they they played it like twice in Dublin. Oh. Mache. Dogma is great. Uh, Yes. Shut up. (laughs) Okay. Mache, the film better watch out. Yes. Fuck can't kill. Okay. So as you have mentioned, there's nobody to fuck in this film because everybody's underage. So I think when they watch the horror film, there's a lady in that horror film. That film is a real film, I think. Is it? I don't know what that is. I can't remember. It's at the end of the credits. It says where the yeah where the like footage is from. Um. So I don't know who that lady is in the horror film, but I guess I fuck her. Okay. Because I don't know who else to fuck. Because everybody's underage. I got. The I mean, the actors aren't age. all underage. The kids are underage. But yeah, because... I, it, yeah, I feel a bit weird about that. A, so I'm just gonna... 
I don't maybe think... that girl is also underage. Maybe I'm putting myself in a weird position here, but I'm gonna say that girl from the horror film. I guess you could see her face for like a second. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna haunt. Who am I haunting? Uh, oh yeah, I'm haunting uh, Patrick Warburton's car- character. Okay. I'm haunting Robert because uh, his little uh, his little comments are not good, and I'm sure that Luke picked some of that up. And I want him to be haunted by those bad things he says. He, he drops the word cunt when he's going by the car in a weird context talking about his well, like, friends at the party. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's weird and not, like, you know, I think that uh, Luke can be picking some of this up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm haunting you, Patrick Warburton. Oh, um, poor Patrick Warburton. You should be a better parent. Mm. And I'm obviously going to kill Luke. I want him to die, and I want to kill everything that Luke represents in society in general, and I want to kill everything that Luke represents in myself, too. We're going to kill misogyny. Please. I would like to I'm kill everything inside me that's like that. We're taking in the patriarchy. Um, one, one murder at a time. True. This is the first podcast where we actually talk about how I'm a terrible person. Or I talk about yeah, it. I often talk about that. <laughs> You're not here enough. for it. Um, this is the first podcast where we went on a tangent where we talk about something serious. That's true. That's our more serious podcast. Now, yeah, today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't get used to it. Um, this is the year 2020. Um, Have a great year, everyone. Hope you're enjoying it. We're going to be back so on our regular time. schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless there's some bonus. I don't know yet. Um, but uh, next episode that's coming up, it's an episode about the film Audition. Uh, it's a weird Japanese film that I like a lot. Don't read anything on that film before you watch it, Abby. I won't, I won't, I won't. It's another one that you have to go in blind. Okay. But you don't. You can't be blind. I mean, you can't be blind and watch it, but then see, you miss some of it. Okay. I'm sure, maybe they made an audio description version of this. Anyways, we're going to watch Audition. Uh, so tune in next week for that. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. FHKpodcast.com FHKpodcast uh, on Instagram. Instagram. My dogs are trying to get in. Uh, our dogs are trying to get in, so we're going to be finishing up but uh goodbye have a happy new year everybody love you um tell your family you love them tell somebody you love you love them and please stop being a misogynist um enjoy pizza yeah